This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over Westside, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for Westside niggas, nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on our mind. What up, though? Shaman J. Johnson, a.k.a. the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles. A.K.A. I only debate my equals. Everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice because all the hoes say J.U. Ice. Young Caesar because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dame. Three underscores, 313. The West Side Landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. It's the Honorable Judge Boss Dame and his bitch all rise. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 378. On, on you hoes. 378 consecutive weeks. That's a big fact. Damn. Uh, we also have more than 378 episodes. We fucked up the counts. No, no, no. We just dropped more episodes in a week than one. It's I mean, been some more weeks. Than, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to, I, I did drop a new episode of Dame After Dark with uh, Slick Mix-A-Lot, getting a lot of good feedback on that. So shout out to her for, for coming through. and Shout out to me for finding the damn audio. Yeah, man. I thought, it, I thought it was done. Because <laughs> that shit was lost for like two weeks. Thought he was going to have to re-record. Um, but uh, shout out to that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, What's yeah, up man. with you? How, how was your week, man? Week was all right, man. I feel like something happened this week for me. I always, I always say that shit like every, every week, but nothing, nothing I can think of exciting. I didn't have no interactions with the police. I do got court coming up, so y'all pray for me because I was in the wrong. <laughs> and I'll, when did you get your life together, dog? I'm really trying. I swear to God. I need – maybe I can ask you for this favor. I got to take my driving test. <laughs> and, I, and I need somebody to go to the testing place with me because I can't pull up oh. by myself. You know, I was thinking, dog, so, like, with cars changing – like, can you do like how are driving tests gonna be if I got an electric car? If the car drive itself or you know or park itself, like how is the world? How do the world auto pass? You know what I'm saying? You how just does got the world to. auto pass? Like you hit a button and you stay in your lane. <laughs> you you are you know what I'm saying? Like how does that work for the kids? Like no, you can't use this. It's kind of like when you growing up in school, they tell you. Uh, you ain't show be, your work. You ain't gonna be able to use no calculator in the real world. <laughs> what? Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. I use one every fucking. They got a fucking computer. They got work on a laptop. Like how many? You... How many lies did your teachers tell you growing up? Well, they weren't lies. Yeah, they was. They were just incorrect. They didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know. Like, nigga, the supercomputers is on my watch now. 
Like from whatever nigga, this shit can run Windows ninety eight. Like <laughs> nigga, do you remember like when you took computer class? I do. And you can't touch that little thin film on the floppy disk, <laughs> or you wouldn't be able to play Oregon Trail and shit because you done fucked up the disk for everybody. And that was the real floppy disk. Yeah, because we used to, we used to call it a one point four four megabyte joints. The little plastic hard ones floppy, but the five and then. Five and a quarter or whatever. Them was you, the you actual shake floppy. Them, you bitch. shake them bitches like a Polaroid picture. Yeah. Uh, boy, Oregon Trail. <laughs> Listen, dog, do you watch um, Yellowstone? I do. I fuck with Yellowstone. So the prequel to Yellowstone, 1884. I watch all. It's like 1884 and there's like a 1770 something. But okay. I watch all the prequels. Halfway through one of the prequels, I realized, nigga, this is the Oregon Trail. Because they literally went from whatever they... They went through Oregon. <laughs> and niggas was dying of dysentery. Like, they was fighting. People getting robbed. And I'm like, nigga, this is legitimately the Oregon Trail. And that was when they was basically taking land from everywhere. And they was giving out land. And, like, you had to make it from here to here. Yo, that shit was wild. I'm like, nigga, this is what I grew up on. <laughs> Westerns? No. Uh, or playing, like... Cheryl play- died of dysentery on the way to the fucking... <laughs> to the place and shit. And uh, yeah, it was good. It's dope. Uh, like yellow Yellowstone is like black white people's. The Come wire. on now, <laughs> white people's the wire. Yeah, I'm not gonna like, go that far. I'm not like, gonna go that yo, far. Yellowstone good as fuck. It is good TV, but like nigga, the wire is like some shit we'll never see again. We'll never see nothing as good as the wire. Yo, Yellowstone good as fuck. I'm just saying. It's a lot of extra shit on there. I would like to see a really good show about Detroit. Like a really good one. Not like BMF, (laughs) but like some really good shit where like they talk about like the streets, the underground. (laughs) Like it'd be like the wire for Detroit. I feel like Detroit don't deserve it. Wow, nigga. That sounds (laughs) like hate. No, I feel like, well, the commenters (laughs) that's going to comment don't deserve it. You feel me? Like, like we won't appreciate it. Hell, fuck no. They'll be, they'll be hoeing that shit. Man, look at that nigga's shoes. Like, we ain't say that. Like, he don't know how to order Coney. Niggas, like, <laughs> you know, you know that's how niggas be. Matter of fact, let's introduce our guest. I want to. It's chili fact. and cheese, nigga. Duh, that's a fact, dog. Remember when Detroit One Eight Seven came out? I do. On ABC, like they was lighting that shit up, and then it got it canceled, and then like halfway through the season, that shit started getting good, but it was too late. It was another show about Detroit because I was dating a girl, and her nephew was like on the show. It was like on AMC or something. I remember. It was kind of dark. The nigga from uh. From The Walking Dead was on there. Yeah, and it didn't. What's his the the first from first from season one, black dude. Yeah, I can't and think of his name. With the stick. Yeah, and it didn't last. Yeah, that and that shit was that shit was I that shit was I. I remember that shit though. Yeah, but we got a guest in the studio with us. He's been been here before, not not on our show, but yeah. he's not new to the studio, sure. and he got an amazing podcast himself. So please go ahead and introduce yourself. Man, I appreciate that, man. It's your boy Shy Shy versus everybody podcast. Ain't no competition for this. I don't see it. The podcast MVP, Voice of Detroit. You know what it is. That's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. Congratulations. Thank you for coming out with us. Oh, man, no, I, I appreciate y'all. You know, saying standing the offer, man. I love. When somebody reach out to me, like I'm important, you know what I'm saying? I you can come important. in. You important. You important to this podcast culture no, for sure. You part of the community. Been doing this shit for a long time. No, for sure, for sure. Not as long as you guys. Congratulations on seven years. Thank we you. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this since uh, 2019. Okay. Uh, middle of July to be exact. 
And uh, yeah, it's been going ever since, man. Like, so you know, you're coming up on the anniversary. Then. Yep, 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 man. I remember it like it was yesterday, man. It was supposed to be me and my two homeboys. Shout out my boy, uh, my cousin Lance, and my homeboy KJ. It supposed to be some shit called Twenty One Game, Two Plus One Three. We was gonna talk about sports and we was gonna talk about music. But these motherfuckers, man, can we cuss? Yeah, yeah of right. course. <laughs> these fools, man. These niggas couldn't like they didn't want to do it. They was always on bullshit. So one day I called my producer, shout out Q Lewis, and I'm like, man, fuck, it. I'm gonna do it myself. I got my homeboy Sean Streets. We gonna do it, and shit. I wrote some questions that night, and about an hour, and it's been popping ever since, man. That's what's up, and it kind of just grows yeah. organically on its own, man. For sure, man. You know, it was just kind of happenstance. I was out with my daughter; she was trying to spend all my money up, and I happened to run into uh, run into you at Five Below, and I was like, "He looked familiar," and then it kind of like clicked to me. It's like, "Yo, he got the podcast," so we just kind of, you know, chopped it up real quick because shit, you was in daddy mode too, yeah, for sure. You, you know, got to watch some kids. Hell, you got to watch some kids, hell, yeah. especially <laughs> Five Below. They go crazy on that candy and that. Goddamn, I be getting all my Five Below teas in that way. Man, see the thing. With five below and shit, you go in that bitch thinking it's the dollar store. You leave out that bitch. <laughs> it, is, a whole, like, it is not the dollar you know, store. They had that shit by fives, my nigga. Like, wait a minute. I only got a couple things. Hey, my nigga, my son got this table out of there. It's a Bluetooth table. <laughs> what you Duh. mean? It's like a it's like a little like accent table. You can put it in the corner and it's a Bluetooth speaker. Was it five dollars? Twenty five. Come on, because there's some shit in there that don't, that don't you know, cost five dollars. Yeah, it was twenty-five dollars. No. But I mean Still not a bad pickup, like, for his apartment. You know what I'm saying? Have a little Bluetooth in the corner. Hey, that's when I realized I was getting old, because I have fun going to Five Below. Man, I like, love them graphic tees, man. Yeah, no, right. right here. Shout out to, you know what I'm saying, Tribe Call Quest. Tribe Quest, I mean, yeah, good pickup. Yeah, man, but, like, I get excited going to Five Below. That's why I'm like, damn, what happened to my life? Like, this is my excitement right here, going to Five Below and Walmart. Like, that's, that's my where, shit. That's where all my screen protectors come from. Oh, yeah, for five sure. Chargers. And people don't know, when you get that charger, take that shit back when it breaks. Just keep the box. Get you a new charge. Word, I ain't know that. No receipt. You do that shit with Apple too. Okay. Did you know that? I did not know. Apple I will replace your damn charger. Oh shit, I, I'm cheap though. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I don't. It's not what happened to you. It's like when you get older, you start having kids. Man, you give a fuck less about yourself in a different way, and they just become like everything. Yeah. Every fucking thing. Yeah, man. Duh. Like, <laughs> I look at my skin today. Like, I had to. My daughter had lacrosse practice. Mm-hmm. Then my son was like, he wanted to come hang with me. I got to drop her off, pick him up. Nigga ain't ate, ain't <laughs> ate a lick all day long, so I got to feed him. Still got to take the dog out, take the trash out. Yeah, man. Nigga cut the grass. I got to pull that shit to the front. Like, <laughs> and I still got to be here by like 8.15 so I can greet my guests. Hey, I understand. Shit, I just got off work, had to run to the crib, take care of the fucking dog so I can come back out. Like, he been there all day. Shout out to my dog, man. Uh, shout out to Motor City K9. You feel me? Is the training with D- done with yet? No, he got uh, two more weeks. Okay. Yeah, it's a six-week program. He got like two more weeks. And, um, you know, he's really been getting together. You feel me? Okay. Um, it's a little easier at the crib. And, you know, while we walking when he gets some really good training. For sure. But last night, you know what I'm saying? I don't remember what I was eating. I was eating a double cheeseburger, actually, from Sonic. Shit was fire. What's that? You like Sonic? Yeah, I like Sonic. Oh, I, don't know. I go to Sonic for the slushies. But yeah, that's, that's that, for sure. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? I go for the slushies because you get the extra large one. You order through the app, it's half off. Yeah. You feel me? Uh, you drink that <laughs> shit for four hours. Nigga. It don't It don't stop. Like, legitimately, four hours later, I still got this fucking slushie. 
and if we want to be 100% honest, I'm actually pulled up drinking a slushy from last night when I pulled up in here. Uh, <laughs> Was it still cold? No, it's just okay. a, it's a it's just a, juice. It's just, a, it's just a lemon <laughs> in the back at the bottom of that bitch. So, <laughs> anywho, man, I had a little hamburger on the side. You know, I'm watching TV or something. I don't know what I did, but like I went up either use the bathroom or something, and the dog was in the back chilling. You know what I'm saying? But then when I came into the living room, the nigga was looking weird and looked over. This nigga ate my fucking hamburger, dog. <laughs> Damn. This nigga ate my fucking hamburger. His whole ass nigga knew he did that shit. He knew it was wrong. I said, You ate my shit? <laughs> Cause that's how I talk to him. <laughs> like you ate my shit. He putting his head down, want to go in a little corner. Like you know you fucking wrong. Take yeah. your ass in the bay. Cause I don't even put him in a cage no more. Yeah. I moved the cage down to the basement. You know what I'm saying? You don't really go in that motherfucker. Um, man, get your ass in that fucking cage. And I close the damn door. Nigga ain't bark, ain't say nothing. <laughs> and now around nine thirty, ten o'clock, nigga. I I ain't wake up and get off the damn couch at like three o'clock in the morning. He's still down that motherfucker sound like nigga. You know you was wrong. Man, these fucking nigga, animals are smart as shit. Nigga okay? full of shit. Well, you got to think about them hood dogs, man. I was thinking about that shit the other day. I had a conversation with my wife about how fucked up my Uncle Tom was, man. And I say people's name. I don't give a damn. <laughs> he had this dog, and the leash was about the size of a goddamn belt, dog. Mm. And this motherfucker stayed there from it's in, in spring, summer, winter. He's right there inside the doghouse. And when like, he finally got loose, motherfucker got hit and died. And damn, like, damn. That's the life of a hood dog. Like, Woo. you just be... like Niggas just running for in, freedom. Yeah, you stuck in one spot. I'm like, damn, he, he finally seen the light and then died. Like, fuck. Yo, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. I'm like, damn, man. Like, uh, that nigga is the true essence. I'd rather die free <laughs> than live caged, my nigga. I'd rather what did, take, uh, take a stab at freedom duh. than live like this. What did uh, Michael B. Jordan say in, uh, in Black Panther and shit? <laughs> duh, uh, die. Something about. Huh. That's what that nigga was saying. Duh. Terrible ass acting. Damn. Oh. Well, that's, you know, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up, man. Treat y'all dogs right, man, for real, because motherfuckers be treating their dog like they just... Look, I treat that nigga like a member of the family. Yeah, you got he, to. He eat good, then they get to chill out in the AC. Like, I don't keep him outside all day, chill out in the AC, because I need to, if some shit pop off, like, he the first line of defense. He gonna, he gonna, um, he gonna alert me to, to, you know, grab the gun. You feel me? That's all I need him to do. But I realized, so... As he got a little bit older, I didn't just give him free range of the house. You know what I'm saying? I had him like sectioned off, yeah. give him a little bit more range, a little bit more range. So now he can just he can be around. I close my my bedroom door, I block off the upstairs. So some of the most of the doors is closed, but the rest of the house like he got range. And um, I realized that my neighbors and or like everybody who delivers shit to the crib hear him when they come to the house. Mm-hmm. So like yesterday, I'm I was at the crib, a uh, mailman come. And she's walking up the driveway because she got to deliver actual package. Open the door, she stopped. Like, where that dog at? I'm like, oh shit! He be, <laughs> oh, y'all really do be here? Yeah, he his motherfucking job. A fucking UPS man came, and I'm looking through the uh, the little ring camera. For he got his foot on the door. <laughs> Why? I'm like, oh shit! That nigga really do be. Because <laughs> yeah. I leave the windows open in the uh, like the well. The screen open or some shit. I'm like, yo, because I'm not going to run my AC when I'm not there. But you need some air. You <laughs> <feel me? laughs> I ain't going to front, dog. There's one person in particular, like sometimes when I hear them coming to my porch, I'd be like, I should just open up the door and let the dog out on their ass to see how fast they can run. Man. Or not. Because when I walk the dog, I have my pistol on me because I don't feel like my dog fighting today. <laughs> and if your dog come over here, he not going back. Okay, I, and I hope that never happens. Yeah. You feel me? Because I know how. I'm pretty how certain this individual doesn't carry a gun, and I just would like to. 
I just like to see like how fast do you think you are? How do you be at your house? <laughs> I don't even want to go because it probably make me sound like a terrible person if I say. Oh. I mean, if it ain't like the, I hope you're not doing that to like the mail carrier. No, somebody more, somebody closer. <laughs> <laughs> somebody closer. Oh shit! <laughs> I used to do that shit to the Jehovah Witnesses. They came over like. You know what I'm saying? We had fence though. So, so I, I don't said, believe. Man, so they touch so they touch that fence. I'm like, get out there, Tyson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know what I'm saying? Cause I ain't got time to be all talking, man. Man, I understand shit. I had a nigga at the uh two, it was a white dude and a white lady, it was at the door, and uh, right through my ring, I heard one of them say, like, ooh, that sounds like a big dog. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like, get off my fucking girl. <laughs> now, you know what? One thing I will say about Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, the Bible talk about witnessing, you go in pairs, that's how you're supposed to do it. Like, yo, wherever they go to when they die, you know, like, they're going to be like, y'all did it the right way. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> y'all, they be in tag teams every time you see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I don't understand about Joe Witnesses. Maybe I should ask Pete, you feel me? But if they believe only 144,000 of them going to go, right, to their paradise or whatever, then why y'all keep recruiting so many people? <laughs> That's like, it's fucking up the odds. You got to think about all the people who didn't die through history and now you still recruit more people. If it's only 144,000, fam, I want to I wanna strengthen my eyes. How do, you, how do you arrive to that number? I don't. I'm not a Bible school. I, I, just, I, I just like to know because that's like a very specific. I mean, it was said in the Bible. And they were like, yo, we them people, it's 144,000, and that's what they think. Okay. Allegedly, because I'm not a, you know, I'm not a Jehovah's Witness expert. So, uh, but like, yeah, I don't know that I would like. Yeah, I'd be selfish. Like, man. Fuck you know, like, ain't you, passing the ball. We, we got, <laughs> we doing a raffle and you keep giving out tickets. <laughs> <laughs> like, the more tickets I got, the better chance I got to win. For sure. So, if only 144. <laughs> now, nah, I don't think they're home. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not one time. All right, sorry, we got to go. <laughs> For sure. They're a little lighting up. Yeah, I don't know how that goes. Shit. So, look, man, um, y'all join Threads? Yeah, I'm on threads. I feel like I was forced, but yeah, I did. All right, so look, I'm not following everybody I follow on Instagram on threads. Because some of the shit I don't need to see and I don't need to hear from you, right? Mm -hmm. But like Crime in the D, Metro Detroit New, all this shit, I can't see that shit in two different places. (laughs) You feel me? Because it's too depressing. And But the comments, dog. (sighs) I don't know if y'all seen this story. Uh, It's a house on false and like the dude turned his house into like a junkyard mm. all through the front yard, yeah. the whole nine yards and shit. Right. And, um, I'm talking about like car parts, car parts, stereo systems, office equipment, like San Francisco, legitimately <laughs> yeah. San Francisco. So basically he been terrorizing the neighborhood with this shit for a long time. They get on uh Fox two, one of them joints and older lady, like, look, we didn't act. We didn't went over there, asked him like, "Yo, can we help you?" The whole nine yards, they get nothing and shit. A couple of days go by, and uh, the city said we didn't give him eleven thousand dollars in fines. You know what I'm saying? So apparently, and it was like, "Well, look, now we gonna come clean this shit up, and then we are gonna give you the bill." Mm-hmm. Basically, so he out there cleaning it up, and all through the comments, I hear, "Why she snitching?" <laughs> it's a lot of murderers around here. Why y'all worry exactly. about this? I'm like, yo. Like Man. what what's what's going on? Because I gotta live next door to this shit. It's a fucking rat trap. It's a rodent haven. <laughs> it's an eyesore when I look out my goddamn when I stand on the porch and look to my left, that shit a fucking eyesore, yo. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the guy looks like when I describe all that shit? 
I bet you you're a young nigga. See, dirty and white. So it's long hair. I had a I had an idea of like what I thought the guy looked like. But the next day, well, a couple of days later when they had him on the news and shit, and she was asking him, like, yo, why you doing this shit? Basically. <laughs> he had he was he, he's a white dude. He had like a mask over his face, a brand new crispy uh Barry Sanders NFL, I mean Lions jersey on and shit. Then I started thinking like, yo, hold on. And he was and the way he was talking wasn't all fucked up and all shit. I was like, Oh, this nigga scamming. <laughs> oh, you trying to bring the house, the property value down on these fucking houses? Because Letty said one of the dudes was like, I thought about moving because I don't want to do this no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you trying to fuck up the property value. For sure. Make niggas move so then you can buy that shit. Yep. yep. And um, I made that a comment on there because like, oh, I know what time it is and shit. Because like the, the way it looked like. <sighs> <laughs> But like the comment section, snitching. Like, I I hate comments, bro. If Tupac and Biggie came down here and dropped the song right now, the comments would go crazy. They'd be talking shit. Turn that weak shit off. Yeah, like bro, I hate. I I try to avoid that shit. Like I try to watch a video and not watch the com. Like look at the comments at all, dog. It just it's stupid. I don't know who the fuck used to be on there just writing whatever the fuck they write, dog. Man, I, I, some people in the, the city, I just don't. I don't like it. Yeah. No matter what, how bad the person is. No matter how fucked up the thing they do, y'all ain't find that motherfucker who was out here kill, taking them kids. Like, why don't you tell? <laughs> if you want, to- if you know where he at, say something. And then the motherfucker free people, like free him. No, no, leave that motherfucker in jail. No, I'm saying free people who don't. It's a lot of y'all free. homies that y'all be yelling like free such and such. Now that nigga right where the fuck he belongs. <laughs> yeah, he exactly. should probably stay there Forever. another twenty years. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I- <laughs> There's some terrible people in your family. Like free Craig and Tess backwards. Like, man, no motherfucker. Craig, <laughs> Yo, stay, stay in jail. I fucking hate that saying. <laughs> uh, I hate check on your people. <laughs> I hate fucking till it's backwards. Yeah. Um, like, I fucking hate it. Free Craig till it's backwards. Yeah. So free Craig to, to, Craig, to Craig, Craig, Craig free. free. Oh, I hope Craig don't ever get free, goddamn. <laughs> I, I don't like check on your peoples because, like, it's too late. Yeah. Whatever you checking on, like they scraping that nigga yeah, off the it's ground. Like, it's, it's, it's too late to like, check on them. Yo, uh, I just seen the two cars get into an accident. All my five thousand followers, <laughs> check on your people. <laughs> or, <laughs> Let me go call my grandma. Yeah, yeah. She's okay. Or, or you know the one that I, I really don't like is like you see somebody like uh, they show a picture like the deceased. Like I'm gonna call you right now, big bro. Please pick up. Don't say it's true. <laughs> Please don't let it be uh, true. Pick up, big bro. <laughs> bro dead than a motherfucker. Bro, cold. His fingers is ice fucking cold. He can't pick up. Antoine answer. <laughs> Stop fucking with me, Antoine. Answer the bitch. Man. Dog, you hate that shit. Hold that's on. A, that's my a, nigga. That's I, know, I know somebody. Swear to God. I know somebody that died. Okay? And like. You're smiling. <laughs> <laughs> You're smiling. He ain't part of that one for you, bro. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going that first trip. I'm, when they come back around, I might be. There's a company. There's a spin the block. Yeah, but I'm gonna have to like endure some shit. Yeah, but like you notice, know you know this person that died. We used to we used to work with her. Yes, and like I had talked to her the day before she died. She texted me like a week before, and I never res- I never responded back to her. I talked to her that day before. Man. 
And then I heard the news that she had died. And then people was like, somebody that she was close with was like, did you try calling her? I heard she did. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Why, why would I try calling Whoa. her? And I heard the same news. Yeah. I heard the same news. Oh, yeah. I went to the funeral. You was there. You we was at the funeral. funeral. Yeah. Why would I try calling her? Yo, man, I felt bad for that shit. Because she was cool as hell. She was. Man, she was a cool person. Man. Did you did you try calling her phone? See if she answered for you. How? How? Thump you on the forehead. Bro. Hey, that's the funniest shit though. Please answer. Don't tell me this is true. Big bro. Don't. Hey, and, and I, speaking of deaths, I hate RRP shirts. Like I hate that shit. I, I I hate that they turned this the funeral to some hood shit. Like then they got the, the statue, uh, a cardboard cutout. Everybody got black and miles and, and, and liquor and shit with their arm around Craig. Craig, you know, man, dog. This is no, the, the new shit is where they stand the body up. Oh yeah, yeah. You ever like like they prop a motherfucker up on the table, like on a little stand, just like this. All right, we here now. All right, listen. Let me just <laughs> let me get this shit off, okay? Come on, Jay. I despise when y'all post a picture of y'all loved one in the hospital, y'all holding their hand. Oh my god. I don't want to see your grandma Bro. hand, fam. This this not your grandma do not want to be seen this way. Bro. I promise you, your grandma does not want her Duh. nearly I dead hand. On Instagram, that motherfucker rent fucked up, like. And, and you got to show the bracelet because you got to. I got to be able to verify. Uh, that and now I feel like you trying to you trying to garner my sympathy for this for this Instagram like. And Even I, if you seriously hurt, yeah. why do I need to see you hold her hand, bro? This one chick had her grandma. She threw some shades on her. And when I say she was dead, like she was already dead. Like she was two minutes away from being dead. Why are you putting buffs on dead <laughs> granny? She and that mother in bed like. Oh, hey, they man. threw the glasses on her, dog. I'm like, bro, she Yo, dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> to, be, to be perfectly honest, dog, two things. One, <laughs> after I go, you're not seeing my body again. I think this shit is weird, okay? Like, this, we in the age, like, you do not got to gather around and look at my dead body. Why do we do this? Duh. Now, we can have a, a, a memorial service, yeah. put a nice little picture of me smiling and shit. Everybody tell their jokes and... Yo, man, it was a cool thing. Why would y'all gather around my body who's been laid dead for a week no, or my, two or three, depending nigga, on how y'all get there? When my mama passed, that's what we did. We found a really nice picture. We blew that shit up, put it at the front of the church, and that's what we going to look at. Yeah. We cremated her, and, like, <clears throat> if you've ever gone through the cremation process, it's quick. Like, they die. You got, like, 48 hours and to they, do this and shit. They, and they do it right then there? You got four. My mama died... I think she died on a Monday. She was cremated by like Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. Like it was, we yeah. got to see her one time. Yeah. Funeral home was like, if you want to see her, it need to be today okay. by noon. And that's don't touch her. Yeah. It's it. I, I, so when my mom passed, that was the last, this was like, yo, I don't want all these people seeing her like this. Yeah. I understand whenever like, yo, such and such look good in there. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time they do not. No, you feel me, and I don't. I, I I hate like the last memory I have of some people is this altered state of them, yeah. right? Nah, that, I don't want that because I can't unmember. I can't unsee it. No, for sure, it's there forever. I can act like I don't like it's it's there, but like why? Are you I don't care at who my did the body. body. My fingers gonna look leathery, thin. Like I'm not your shit look like Chris Rock. You know, <laughs> shit, nigga shit be like. Close together, like that's a disease. Like, look at Queen Elizabeth. Her fucking hands, you know what I'm saying? Them motherfuckers be like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't I guess we all got that coming. Come, my mom passed. Matter of fact, uh, happy birthday, heavenly birthday. Her just passed July 10th, mm. and um, yeah. But um, I did, I did. I, it actually helped me seeing her body like before the funeral because uh, 
you know what I'm saying? I just it, it was a little, you know, it helped me a little bit on the on the actual day. Also, I, on that day, when they, you know, the Bible there, but when they closed that damn casket, yeah. all the energy in whatever room. I done Not been to sure. too many funerals, but as soon as they start doing that, yeah. no, we can just remove that piece from the service. No, Everybody said sure. they good keeping them good spirits. We don't gotta do that again, man. So you think it should be a choice? Like you should just go ahead and see it by like right when it happened. If, if you didn't if see me at the, if you didn't see me at the funeral, so first, like in my family, we just cremate. Okay, and I think it's just it just so that's just a thing y'all agreed on, like everybody. It's just a, look, cremate me. Look, when my dad, my dad knew he was passing. Like he he had been sick, and when it started getting down to like the wire. Like, look, this is where this is. This is where this is. Sure. This is how much money is in the insurance policy. And I was like, well, what about the funeral? He said, look, it's y'all money after I die. Yeah. He's like, if you want to waste it yeah. on a funeral, that's on you. But ain't no more money coming from me yeah, after sure. it's over with. Fast. And he was like, have a nice dinner, do something at the house, yeah. and keep moving on with your life. And I felt like that, for me, it was a release. And plus, it was probably the best advice. Because, like, funerals going a base ass, like, a base five model. grand at least. Yeah, easy. Sure. easy. And they're not putting you in nothing nice. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just like a base model ass funeral. We basically, in a... In a hall, okay, like you know, you you need to. We in an event space with some some pink or beige furniture or some sh- like. If you're not getting buried or your shit ain't in like in a uh, in a church, like fam, this place look this place looks sad. And like the whole this whole existence is dead bodies running through this bitch. I don't want to be here, niggas. It's, you can't make a funeral home look. It's a black. Nice. It's a black people thing. Niggas love funerals. They, uh, no, that's no. They do. They love crying over the body. They love. Oh, it should have been me. They want. They want to. But they want to say black that. people because like other cultures, they even go even further yeah, when yeah, when yeah. when the death happens. And uh, we talked about what uh, when Cal was here with all the like the the skulls and the, the ceremonies and different cultures do different shit. Yeah, uh, England and shit. Like it's just different. Just don't have my shit, family. If y'all listening, please don't have my shit be on some hood rat shit, dog. Like, now I was please. thinking about something. Bunch of t-shirts. Yeah, don't Sh- don't shy put, versus everybody yeah. on t-shirts. Yeah, I know. Don't put my shit on that bitch. Don't like. give me no fucking angel wings. <laughs> don't do that. Okay. Don't I, do that. I would really like my kids to give me like a no limit type of cover. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the pen and pixel joints. Now, now granted, my obituary. Oh, my shit could be cash money. My like, my, my, my obituary though. Uh, you know that shit can look like a magazine or some sure, shit like that, sure. or like it. I don't want it to look like the paper with the. I don't want it to look like yo. This is a. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Have me on the source. Give me five mics on my shit. Everything, dog. Like you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I just need niggas to come to the. You know, come to the to the funeral and everybody do my intros. You feel me? You got a song I'm, that you want them to play? Uh, nobody knows. <laughs> That's our, our yeah. outro song. Cause I mean, I'm out. You feel me? You know what I you know what I've asked you to do if I go before you? Make sure they do my intro and at some point y'all play Wipe Me Down. <laughs> Not shoulder lean? Well, you probably need to play on both. <laughs> shoulder lean when you come in, wipe me down on the way. But out. I feel like now I'm just getting the vision that you gotta be standing up now. Cause so wipe wipe me down. Me. <laughs> or uh, shit with me swag surf me and shit. <laughs> Nothing Man. brings black people together like oh, swag no. surf. Me and my wife just had this conversation. You touching everybody. You just, you know what I'm saying, arm around, the shoulders, everything. Yep. I think white people got ruined. When I went to the I went to the Pistons home opener. That don't the, count. Hold on, just hear me out. And the niggas that 
perform like though they were the home opener at for the Pistons. And like nigga, everybody in this bitch, like white people, black people, people of all ages were like arm in arm Kumbaya off, off beat. Some okay. of y'all was off beat, but they was swagging and surfing. I treat I treat swag surfing how I treat the N-word. Everybody can't do it. Everybody can't say it. We was in St. Andrews, drunk in the motherfucker, swag surfing that mother boy. Yeah, with the right folks, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, with the I just feel like some we on this side, they on that side. Like nigga, this like a be, wave be, <laughs> because they internal clock is three they, five instead of two. Three. One two. Like we on the same wavelength. White people like there we go. Yeah, there we go. Like exactly. y'all, y'all not on the same tempo. No, in real life though, um, I peeped this from um, Jeremiah Wright, um, Obama old preacher and shit. He was uh, speaking at NAACP dinner here in Detroit. This was around after all the old Obama and shit. But he was explaining um, a lady had did a um, a study from Michigan State and basically was like, "Look, we do actually got two internal clocks, and they do be different." And this old message was like, "Different don't mean deficient." So you ever heard somebody be like a five, a six, a five, six, seven, eight. That's different from a one, a two, a one, two. Like that's a different. They be like, yo, they off beat. They not. It's not that they off beat. They on like the five. Like they on a diff. They are off beat. <laughs> but they, <laughs> they on, on their beat, own beat. They on theirs. They and we on different ones and What's shit. And uh, I forget some white piano dude. Uh, and I've just totally destroyed him because he's a classic dude. <laughs> but he basically. Proved that like he had his on one beat and everybody was off and he saw that and then he kind of changed it in mid throwing and everybody was on the same one. It was like yo, how you do that and shit? But it literally is they own a they own a different beat, but different don't mean deficient. It's different. It don't mean it's like yeah. Worse. So how about how about we just call it this? Sometimes y'all different is stupid. Hey man, you know <laughs> that's that's I think that's the best way. Like yo, different is dumb as fuck. Yeah. So not for my funeral, I gotta make a playlist too. Now I'm thinking. Like yeah, I have a funeral playlist. Like, there's <laughs> some shit to play in my repair. I mean, we play. I mean, that's the thing on the pod. You feel me? We can, we we make these fire ass playlists and shit. You know what I'm saying? Get to God forbid, you know, something happened to me and the Royal Rumble is still a, still a out and about. Y'all put me a fire ass Jay Johnson playlist together. You feel me? Only shit I would listen to. Bunch of Joy Rose shit. <laughs> KDZ. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one time I wanted to be from the West Side too. No, no disrespect to the West Side. You're from the East Side, for sure. East I'm Warren. sorry to hear that. You know, all right, East man. Warren. Let's go ahead. Sorry to hear that. I wasn't talking about D. That's all West Side gas stations. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, listen. So one of the niggas, uh, the Arabs, uh, ended up killing a dude in a gas station, and the video was released. Right. So dude was in the gas station three o'clock in the morning, and my man thought he was stealing something, so he was like, basically, he put him out. And my man kept trying to come back into the to gas station, banging on the door. And he had him dressed in all black, mask, hoodie. Dude come from behind the bulletproof van, the bulletproof joint. He has a gun. He hits it against the window and he shoots through the window, shoot my man in the head. He's out of here. And uh, he's saying like, like I didn't like uh, mean to kill him. Um, I was trying to scare him when I hit the glass. The gun went off. The gun went off in in your shot, um, which is sort of understandable. But the judge was like, "But, but you behind bulletproof, nigga. You locked him out of the store. He was already locked out of the store, key locked, and you're 
you have another back area that you can go to. Like you, and you never call the police. Mm-hmm. So like, why you just want to handle it yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like, now granted, I have no idea why the nigga kept trying to get back into the gas station or whatever. And but you can imagine that the comment section on there, you know what I'm saying, is 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 gone nuts. I'd be wondering like, what are you supposed to do? When time out, let me let me. I want to separate this shit because I'm no longer talking about this. You know what I'm saying? My cousin just uh, op- just purchased and opened up a, a convenience store. Yeah, on Westland. You know what I'm saying? My brother be there. Family, like the whole everything in there is like family, right? What is the expectation when someone comes in there causing trouble? Because you're in, because you're in an establishment, are you just no matter what they do, you just be a victim? If they are, if they are, if they lie, if they're angry, if you're free, fairly like what? I don't know what the the expectation is from some of these from, from from anybody. I don't know how you diffuse that shit, and I can see like how she can get out of hand in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a motherfucker in there yelling. You know, niggas love to knock some shit over, tear some shit oh, up, sure. start throwing pops and shit on the floor. Like you just want them to stop, yeah. and you hoping that like. You know, the threat will at least make them leave. Yeah. And this is not about this gas station shit. No, no, I'm just saying, yeah. just, in, just like, I done, yeah. been, I done been in a, in a liquor store, niggas yelling at the motherfucker behind the counter. Yeah. Nigga behind the counter, suck my dick and talking all that type of shit. And nigga just throwing honey buns and knocking yeah. shit over. Yeah. Like, so, and this be my interest. So I watch a bunch of these videos. It'd be like, you know, niggas outside stealing cars and shit on the ring camera. And niggas be like, yo, if that was me, I'm coming out that bitch and I'm letting go. Yeah. But like, if you see a situation in the store, you asking them why ain't they call the police? You shouldn't did this. You shouldn't have did that. When it's black niggas and black niggas, no, I, it's I cool, think it, I think it's, it's more or less like when it's race when you a, feel like it's your shit. Yeah, that's that's the trigger. Like, yes, if I saw a nigga stealing my car in the middle of the night, yeah. in my mind, that's my fucking car. You not getting out of here with that bitch. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I got full coverage insurance and I should probably just let the police handle, handle it. Because if I go outside and all my, you but know. Just because you got full coverage insurance don't mean you can afford that deductible right no, now. for sure. I feel you. And Facts. it don't mean that you can't, you on your final, final for attendance. <laughs> Tomorrow you can't get to work. Yeah. You feel me? It'd be yeah. a whole bunch of shit. Or sure. this an independent uh, party store. All them niggas got insurance. Well, what they going to raise my rates to? Mm-hmm. Am I gonna be able to cover that shit? Is this even enough for me to want to file an insurance claim? But like, what if I need this money to keep the place afloat? It'd be a lot of shit that's going yeah, on. Yeah. And everybody, Niggas if you're not a, if you're not a business owner, or if you're not, if, if that shit not yours, man, they'll be all right. They rich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nigga, we month to month. We could be month to month in this bitch. For sure. Like you just don't nigga, know. Month to month, paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> nigga, if this inventory don't turn over, we ain't gonna have no more in this bitch. Yeah. Man. I don't know if y'all watched the bear, but it was basically the stuff was like, nigga, we don't have a good day today. We it's not over. making payroll. We need a five thousand dollar day today. Don't fuck nothing up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what the answer is. I, I just think instinctively, like if if I'm so I did have a situation where like somebody I saw a nigga in my backyard trying to like fuck with my car. I looked out the Looked out the window. I seen the nigga yanking on my shit, and he had something in his hand. So, like, yeah, I grabbed my gun. I got the dog, and I went outside to try and confront the nigga. Mm. Now, probably in my 
in a calmer state of mind, it's probably a terrible idea. Sure. I don't know if it's another nigga on the Is porch. If it's two niggas outside, like, I, I just don't know. Because I'll be watching them videos. It'd be two niggas, and one is waiting with a gun pointing at the door, so you can kill me after I come out to look at, yeah, look who's stealing my on? shit. Yeah, like, oh, I'm, you, I'm, I'm wrong. You mad at me? <laughs> you fucking with my shit. Your man's stealing my shit, and you mad at me? You want to shoot me? <laughs> How dare you stop me from stealing your shit? Yeah, like, the nerve of you, niggas. Fuck no. you checking me for? This, my, this our charger. What y'all think going on? Because a lot of niggas been crashing out lately. <sighs> man, I don't, I don't know. What the fuck, man? I, I think... He wake up like... I want to go to prison today. Yeah. And you can't even blame me on the hot weather because that shit happened 365. You know what? I just think it's a different breed of niggas. These young niggas is just different. Oh, some of these niggas not young. It be some 35, 40 year old niggas. They just be, they wake up and crash out. Wake up and set the fucking gas station on fire. You're 37 years old. Yeah, wow. You're not even from the quote unquote. Like, what is going on? I, now that shit, like, like, when I look at shit like that, like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't had a yelling match with a nigga at a at a motherfucking liquor store. But never in my mind did I think this nigga said something to me that set me off. That I'm gonna come. Like you say that shit in your mind. Like nigga, I blow this bitch up. But never in my mind do I think nigga, I'm gonna light up a roll of toilet paper and throw blow it in bitch this bitch. Up. And whatever happened, happened. Like we don't know. It's okay. I think it's just like a whole, whole bunch of unstable ass niggas that's going out here, man. Like they just need to be, man. They need to see somebody, they going through some shit they ain't got resolved, and they just wild as fuck out here, dog. Like, it's just a lot of wild shit. A lot of motherfuckers being raised wild. You know what I'm saying? So, because that shit, shout out to my dog Monk, that shit started at the crib. You know, you know what I'm saying? Niggas like, not being raised with love. You know, they don't, don't know what love is. Niggas are being raised by drugs. That too. And That's alcohol. Like, you raised by people on drugs and alcohol, and then you use drugs and alcohol. Like, fam, you're not making a good decision. You got young ass parents. Young ass grandparents, there ain't no classic grandmas out here no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just niggas growing up wild. You gotta be thankful that you grew up into a, the right situation with the right family, dog. Like, yeah. You gotta just be, you gotta just pray to God when you come to this bitch, like, damn, please put me in the right situation. Man. You know, and I, and I saw somebody the other day, I was watching something online, and he was like, you know, we, we, everybody take it for granted. Like, the nigga was talking about like a situation. He got into an argument with his wife before he went to work. And he was talking to his coworker about it. And he was like, yo, when I get home, we'll talk to her. I'll talk to her. We'll deal with it. And the coworker was like, nigga, you just make the assumption that you're going to make it home. For sure. Like, we don't, we don't, we live thinking that we got enough, enough time or another day or I'll fix it later. Like, leaving the house every day and making it home every night, nigga, that is a blood. No, when, I, sure. when I come in and I lock the door and I know me and my kids are inside, like, we made it home safe that's a fucking blessing no, it is it is man it is and i'm starting to realize that more and more every day like sometimes we complain about shit that's not going right but you guys just be blessed to be able to wake up another day and change your motherfucking situation and a lot of times we just forget about that like we forget about our kids and our our wives and our families like we can see them every day like you got another opportunity to change your situation and some people don't really like realize that. And sometimes I don't realize that shit until I really sit back and really like. We take that shit for granted. Yeah. We take that. I I, I got to do this, this, and this tomorrow. Like nigga, you be lucky if you wake up and open up your eyes tomorrow. Like no, that's sure. that's the real gift. Man, it's that's that's super real. And we do so much dangerous shit. Like we get in a I don't know a, a vehicle that weighs at least a ton every day and move that bitch at 70, 80 miles an hour. While other ones are doing the exact same thing, why they not paying attention and they like, film this shit could be over. And I think about me working midnights, like I'm going out there when motherfuckers drunk as hell. 
you know what I'm saying? I work at Sidonite Grace. I'm going through, I'm going to work at 1, 2 in the morning. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of accidents that happen from drunk motherfuckers just driving Shit, you Shit nigga, they come. Once they, they get there. Yeah. Yeah, they come, That's where they, nigga, when I got, I got sick back in like 19, and that's where I was at, was like Sinai Grace. And before I got a room in the hospital, I spent three days in emergency. And like, nigga, I couldn't sleep at night hearing like the, the trauma, you hear the death yeah. at night at Sinai Grace. And, like, literally, I was just sitting in a bed in the emergency room, and I could hear so much crazy shit going on. People coming in, shot, run over by cars, yeah. kids. And it's going on all night long. Man, Man you think uh, crime in the D is crazy. Look at your Ring Neighborhoods app in the morning. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. Like it's so much shit. Go- like you wake, you make it home, and this the door that this thick separates you from the outside, and we feel like safe, nigga. Everything is going on. Yeah. Every morning I wake up like four o'clock in the morning. Somebody was in my backyard. Anybody sit- like them? They are right there. Yeah. Even if you don't got a ring camera, download the neighborhoods app. Yeah, like in your zip code. Breaking an earring, man was shot. <laughs> like, bro, like everything is going nigga, on outside is is scary. <laughs> no, for sure, it's some purge shit at night, man. Nigga, we I, so used to it could yeah. be to live here our whole life. You feel me? And we shouldn't be like the life we live. Like, I'm the D I, should not should be not should, should man, not be a real. Thing. I didn't realize how fucked up. I love Detroit. I didn't realize how fucked up it was. How I left and came back to visit. Where you go? I had moved to uh, Plano, Texas, right outside of North Dallas. Okay. And um, I went. Other niggas don't live like we live here. Yeah, I went there, uh, stayed a little bit right after my mom passed. I made a change, just wanted to see something different, and um, came back to visit. I'm like, damn, like this is fucked up. Like you know what I'm saying? Like compared to where I came from in Dallas, like even the hood, like don't even look like our hoods. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it just it really opened my eyes and seeing how kind of fucked up we are and shit in Detroit. Like every time my aunt come up here to visit, she'd be like, Detroit is lawless. She was like, people don't let me in on the free. But like to us, it's so. You see a nigga coming on your left hand side, like I ain't letting that motherfucker merge. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> what's 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 the good? Like he got in. He didn't wait to the end. Like this the, is this is legit. A nigga trying to so, merge at the right time. I be so fucking angry when a nigga put their blinker on and you still don't let a nigga over. Yeah. Like well, fuck it then. I'm coming <laughs> over. What the fuck is going on, nigga? That, the blinker ain't for me. It's for you. Man. I'm trying to let you know that I'm coming. I'm coming over this motherfucker one way or but another. That, but that's just how Detroit niggas drive. Like, we be like, I dare nigga hit my shit. Nigga shit be total fuck up. What's Because so niggas here will hit your shit. And then. And drive off. No. The thing is, once you, like, I hate that I'm giving this Instagram page so much. Uh, but it be some shit on there. Fender bender accidents. Driver kills the other one. Like, what? Duh. Niggas can't even get into a car accident without getting killed now. Nigga, I was at, <laughs> I was at the drive-thru at Wendy's. There was this young girl behind me. And she tapped my car. She wasn't looking. You know, she's in her phone fucking around. I put the car in park so I get out and look at the damage. My daughter was like, Daddy, please don't shoot her. I'm like, girl, <laughs> I just want to see what the fuck she... Like, that's instantly where her mind went to. Like, my daddy going to shoot this woman. Man. Girl, I just want to see what she did. Like... And, she, I, and when I got back in the car, she's like, I just don't want McDonald's no more. I was like, yes, the fuck you do. Last week, a nigga, uh, somebody got, they did a little bump thing so you can get out and they carjacked. Carjacked a nigga, yeah. You feel me? So it's not like, Duh. now if you get out, you got, you I'm, you getting out the car strapped up because you don't know what time it is. Yeah. But if they see you, like I get into a, bit, a fender bender and I see somebody get out with a gun, 
I got one too. Yeah. So now we That's we shooting at each other like, no, I thought you might shoot me, <laughs> but I thought you might shoot me. But like, God but, but, but also my antennas is up. If a nigga hit me at a stop sign at twelve thirty in the morning on the east side of Detroit, you just hit me. That's well, it. I That's don't it. Stop you just at hit stop me. signs at night. <laughs> That's like that motherfuckers is yield signs for me. Am I think? Am I thinking you just hit me? And that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Like sure. sometimes you just gotta take that L. But and, I'm going home. Yeah. yeah. Stop lights, like stop signs. A lot of niggas wake up mad. Like there's just a whole bunch of mad niggas in the world. You go to a job. I be I be one of them niggas. See, no. I be one of them niggas wake up. Nigga, I started today on ten and a half for no fucking good reason. Why? Took a I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Talk to somebody, nigga. <laughs> hit me up, dog. If you feel bad anymore, hit me up, dog. I, I got you, nigga. I really do. Like dog. <laughs> I'm like, Jay, man, this mother, whatever the issue is, I got you, man. Dog, it's, a, it's this nigga I don't care for at work. And I've I've made it abundantly clear, like, nigga, I don't like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try and be, I try to be professional as I can about it. But, like, we've had, like, real words. And, like, he was the first email I saw when I got in. And that, oh. nigga, was, and that nigga trying to check me like I was wrong about some shit. And, nigga, I'm right there, a motherfucker. And he talking to me like, well, if he would have did this, this wouldn't have happened. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, motherfucker. I did my job. <laughs> and it was just downhill from there. You know what I do now? Uh, for a situation like that, when nigga trying to get snappy, I copy that whole email. I dropped that shit in the chat GPT. I'm like, respond to this email in a very professional manner saying, I'm right and you're wrong. Have a nice day. And, and it'd be like, so I'm saying, after reading it, like it will spit out. I'm like, I'm not even about to, I'm not going to waste yeah. my energy on no, it. For sure. I'm not going to get angry and it's going to be super duper professional. And when you drop the whole email, it knows the context. You know what I'm saying? The, the AI knows the context. It, it knows you being an asshole. And like, tell them in a nice professional way, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm never gonna do what you say. <laughs> like it, it, it will, and if it, it, they give you an answer, they be like, "Make it nicer," and then it'll send you another one. Make it meaner. <laughs> Make it nastier. This is good, but it's a little long. Pause. Make it a little shorter. Boom. I'm telling you, I, you don't even you don't even gotta worry about that shit, man. Fucking computer. I've been wanting to email that nigga back. Kiss my whole yellow ass. You painted on beard faced it, motherfucker. See me in the goddamn streets. Put that shit and in I, throw a like, cup, I throw a cup of water on your face and ruin your whole goddamn day. It appears your beard has a different coloration <laughs> Bro. Than, than normal. Yeah, I hate motherfuckers with the paint on beard and hairline. Though, let that shit go. Let that shit go. You ball, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. But but that's what I'm saying. Like it'd be it'd be hard. All right, listen. It is. It is. I almost when, when you first went ball, like how traumatic was that shit? Oh, I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming because my dad ball, my granddad ball. Like out I, I last I was 30. And I noticed I was on my uh my uncle's show, man. And um he had the lights hidden. You know what I'm saying? The screen right there. I'm like, God damn. My shit like baby hair, like it was so stringy. And and like I stopped feeling good. You know how you feel good when you leave the barber chair? I'll put my hat right back on. Like I ain't wasted fucking twenty dollars to get this haircut and it still look fucked up. So one day before uh before his birthday, we was going to Denver. I'm like, man, fuck, cut it off, dog. Let's cut this shit off. I'm tired of feeling depressed after I leave the barbershop. So he cut it off and it's been all she wrote ever since, man. But good thing I fought my wife beforehand, so I don't know if she would have fucked with me with the bald head, but <laughs> No, so. man, look, man. <laughs> Shout out to bald heads. The one thing I I like about Having a fresh shave, bald head is like that feeling you get when you leave the barbershop when you know you look clean and shit. Sure. 
Like I just had that shit every single day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you shave get, every day? For the most part. I can okay. be lazy one morning and like not do it. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, every day. Um, but I just feel like, yo, this is it. Yeah. Every day. You feel nice. You feel clean. You throw some fucking uh some uh African shea butter from a scene supreme products. So that's uh, how you, on like, there. I'm trying to get my shit to shine. Like, I, I can't get to shine right. Like when I cut I'm scared to use the razors because I think my shit gonna break out like real bad. I use bevel. I use okay. razors. I've been I've uh I use one of those uh three what the little shaver joints like the first day like the first day. Well the first time I got cut I got in a barbershop, yeah. right? Then the second day I used one of those and I started breaking out. So I went to bevel, I used a straight razor, I've never had a bump. You know what I'm saying? Never yeah. nothing. I mean, they it's made for black people by black people. For sure. You feel me? I know he giving this whole bevel endorsement, but like I was fucking my shit up with that bevel. Nigga slicing and dicing. I be in this bitch bleeding. On a that, Friday night, I be in this bitch. I be in this bitch bleeding, my nigga. I would go to work bloody some days. He don't know how to shave. See, I use the little clippers. And then my shit be good at three o'clock, and I cut it five o'clock. My shit already got a shadow already. You gotta go. We gotta go razor. And I get mad when I see people head shining. I want my shit to shine. Like how Chelsea yeah. Bills be on TV and shit. It should be shining. But well, that's also Kenny Smith and them niggas. Like <laughs> you get your shit, then you you know you put different uh uh somebody put some tea tree oil or some shit in there, and it is good for the skin and shit. Make it you know. Or I put Sun, I put shea butter. Though. Sunscreen too, my nigga. Because yeah. that sunscreen to stop that discoloration. For sure. Yeah, it'll keep your shit looking even. Yeah, I want that motherfucker. No, not the King Smith, because that nigga, I think he got some surgery on his shit. Mm. I think he got a little lineup or something. Like, if you pay attention, he got a little hair on his shit. I think it's. Oh, he probably got tattoo. that micro. So, yeah, he got that micro pigmentation. I seen. It basically, he's put a whole bunch of little dots yeah, and shit. Yeah, I, I seen T Mac getting something on, on Instagram. Yeah, I saw that shit too. Oh, yeah. So, like, I found this one nigga. Uh, he came across the timeline. He went over to Turkey and got a beard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And apparently, that shit about three grand or something. Like, I thought it was because he'd be paying Turkish money yeah. and shit. And he was like, I pay about 3000 and shit. And it's been about six months and he got a full beard. It's like a top three worst beers. And what's saying? Fat Joe is like number one. Fat Joe shit terrible. Fat Joe got the worst beer. It's, it's like all. a stencil that niggas just spray paint in. It's probably that same shit. Him, Khaled, like, they got the like, terrible beers. Now, you know who I want to just come on to the dark side? It's Billy the Butcher. Oh, like the side, like fam, everything fucked up. Them sideburns is never gonna turn into a full beard. He my nigga, dog. He can rap the cool, like the whole, like them sideburns never gonna turn into a beard. And them braids. It goes back to my theory about the Cut East Coast. The niggas don't get enough sunlight. They don't get enough vitamin D. It's a lot of smog in the air, and they don't see they don't see enough vegetation. That nigga it does, buffalo. That's it's grass it, over there. It's still it's still on that the east. Damn near Canada. I'm still. I'm saying, my nigga, they still got that. It's gray all day. Like them niggas is not getting enough vitamin D in the hair. Man, it's something about New York, Jersey, I know Philly. What about what's in Jake's hairline? Like that shit. New York, same Man. shit. Too much small. I'm mad. I'm actually. I'm. I'm I was actually frustrated at Jada. <laughs> like, cause now what's so funny is I ended up going looking back. The nigga been rocking. His actual hair for over ten years now. Mm -hmm. It still feel like he was just bald a couple. Like fam, he was like, I just see him asking the question about. It. He was like, I mean, I didn't tell niggas I couldn't. <laughs> he said I just had the baldy. I thought it was cool. I, I never said I couldn't grow hair. What's but up? that nigga hairline is like, oh, shit, weird. Like because because we, be we so used to seeing Jada bald. That's no, all it is. is we said nigga bald since he was like nineteen. And then he turned thirty. Like, nah. Like, why you been lying? Back. Why you been lying to us this whole time, bro? Cause when you think about it, like, he couldn't be bought at nineteen. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it happens. The yeah. niggas seen the Fab Five, and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
That really did. Nigga, I went bald because of the fact, like, so six, you, seven. No, no. I, I, this, this shit is like five, six years old. Okay. I had a similar situation. I, I've talked about it on the show. Like, my daughter cracked on me so hard. Like, she, she came, laid in the bed with me. We watched a movie. I'm thinking we having, like, a father-daughter moment. She going to be like, Daddy, the reason why you growing that beard because you can't grow no hair on your head? Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. And it, then my homeboy, he would, he cracked on me. He was like, dang. He's like, why are you paying the barber? He said, it looked like it's growing back from a baldy because you wear it so low. <laughs> he was like, nigga, just cut it off. Yeah. And that shit happened like twice in a week. And I was just sitting in a chair just looking at the mirror. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. But once you do it, yeah. like I knew for me when I did it, it was no turning. Like this shit ain't growing back. It's over. Yeah. It, like. I'm like you. My dad was bald. Yeah. My uncle. I felt my shit getting thin at like 17, 18 in the middle. So I, like, I knew it was over with. I remember I had got, because I knew it was coming up. I'm like 29, 28. I got the Nas part. I'm like, let me get a part before I go bald. That part ain't never. That, though, that part took about four months to grow back in. It wasn't never the same. <laughs> like, God damn. It wasn't never the same. This part ain't going to never grow back in, bro. It just, it hurt, man, when you realize that you're losing it and shit. Like, because I remember having the, the Iris and Braves. I remember rocking the little fro. What you used to be. The good old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what, what hurt is niggas that hang on till it's too late. Yeah. To like. Jay Rice. That to, nigga had braids on the side. Like, till niggas that's is what clowning. Look like. <laughs> like, when your hairline back here and you still, when, it, when niggas can salute you and you still holding on to that shit, that's. That's when you done waited too long. Yeah, yeah. When man. people was laughing at you and not laughing with you. You go to floods, they be like, no hats, big fella. And you be like, <laughs> hey, one time I had I mean, hats. Is, is it bitches in here? Yeah, we was going, we was going somewhere. I'm like, hey, dog, make sure you can wear a hat because I ain't cut my shit today, dog. Like, man. that's that's a motherfucking important question. Can can we wear hats? No hats, big fella. Uh, all right, I'll see y'all, dog. <laughs> yeah, I catch the bus home before I go in that bitch and take the hat off sometime. Like, Fuck that man, nigga. I seen it. I seen a nigga bouncer telling nigga with no hats. He took the shit off, and I seen the bouncer go like, Shh. "Put that shit back up." No hats, big fella. No hats, and just kind of chuckle when that nigga walked by, like you ain't getting no bitches tonight at all, at all, dog. How long you been married? Uh, been married three years on the uh, my mom's birthday actually on July tenth. Okay, three years. Been in a relationship with uh, eight. Uh, been married for three. We got married uh, during COVID. Okay. During COVID, man, we had paid for everything a week before COVID hit. Damn. Fuck the Northwest Activity Center. The motherfuckers, I, we can't give you shit back. Nothing. I've been trying to get my shit for three years. <laughs> you know, when you broke it, you're like, hold on, they owe me some money. <laughs> I'm trying to call and shit. they like, well, we owned by the city now. We can't give you your money back, this, that, and the third. Like, we literally gave money a week before COVID hit. Damn, that's fucked up. It was a wrap. It was a wrap, man. But no. Shout Who to I got to talk to down at the city to get my deposit back? Man, I, look, I talked to the councilman. I talked to all of them. They were like, well, you could take them to small claim court. And I'm like, man, I ain't about to pay no fucking 50. Just, you know what I'm saying? And probably don't get my shit back. You might get it back, but the city, if you got to take the city to small claims court, they gonna, it's going to take them about eight years oh, to no. cut you a check. He made sure he told me, do not sue the city. Is Make sure you go out to the Northwest Activity Center because we ain't got shit to do with it. We just own it now. When I gave him the money, it was the Northwest Activity Center. They had shit to do with it. Mm. So yeah, man, it's fucked up. That money's just gone, bro. Did uh, I'm happy y'all got married though. Oh yeah, for sure. Man. <laughs> In front of all twelve people. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask: Did did uh, podcasting have any uh, impact on your relationship? Uh, in a negative way, negative or positive? Um, at first, I think she didn't believe that I was serious with it. 
So when she seen me leaving on Sundays to record, she thought it was just a way to get out the house. Mm. It, might, it might have been, but you know what I'm saying? But still, she didn't think I was serious about it until she seen it progress and she seen how serious I was and how I'm constantly promoting it on, you know, saying IG, I'm constantly talking about it. And um, she had said it, like, you know, I'm proud of you and I see this is something that you're passionate about. I didn't think, you know what I'm saying, this would be something that you would go so hard for. But when she realized that she got my back, she one of the few people that's always sharing it, that's always telling her people about it, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but... At first, I I believe she probably thought it was a way for me to get out the crib. But when she seen I was passionate about it, she had my back on it 100. percent You ever had to um, have a? It's gonna sound worse than I mean, but have a conversation about something you said on the pod afterwards. Uh, like, oh, you did that. You how come you ain't tell me about that? Or, or I said something before, but we had to go ahead and delete it uh, <laughs> before, <laughs> before it even got out. Yeah. But um, I let her know. Sometimes my wife get. She take things a little personal sometimes. I tell her, like, some things are for entertainment. Yeah. And sometimes if people are having a conversation about something that I can relate to and it's funny, if it's about a past relationship, I'm going to say it. Yeah. It's funny. I can't sit here and be like, you know what? I ain't going to say a story. It was funny as fuck. But Cause like, my wife going to be mad about it. Like, nah. Everything I say is based in the truth. Yeah. You might throw a little bit of gas on it when you 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 having the fun. You know what I'm saying? You Spice it shit. up a little bit. When yeah. you with the fellas, you you tell a little... You know, you you tell a little little white lie. We on the microphone, you know. You just, you know, yeah, got gas. Sixty percent sauce, depending on depending on what it is. But no, I mean, it, it, uh, the podcast, man, it really did something for me because before the podcast, I really felt like I was just just living. Like I ain't had nothing. I was chasing. I had hoop dreams, but shit, I'm only five eight. That shit didn't last too long. You know what I'm saying? And I I did the podcast initially to uh, try to get my music out to people. I was doing music, and I'm like, if I have people come on, we can collab. But I started fucking with the podcast so heavy, and it was cheaper because my shout out to my super producer uncle and shit. He was, you know, saying I don't have to pay him and shit, man. Shout out to you, cuz. But uh, <laughs> it was something I really started liking. And I'm like, man, you know, this music shit costs too much. You know what I'm saying? You got to do videos. You got to promote. You got to pay for beats and shit. So I'm like, man, fuck that. And I started building these relationships with people that was coming on. And I just had way more fun doing, you know what I'm saying, the podcast and really talking to people and having conversations. Now, one thing I noticed about your show is really like guest heavy. How do you kind of reach out to guests or do people typically reach out to you? Well, now it's a 50-50 now. Like okay. at first, you know what I'm saying, nobody know, know about me. So I would just, what I do is every hour I send like my my link to like 10 different people. So I go like, for example, Detroit Rap News. I go in the comments or something like that. I see certain people, you know what I'm saying, bam, let me go ahead and shoot my shit to them. If it's a podcast, I go through and see who fucking with the podcast. All right, they fucking with that podcast. Let me send my link. So I start building a little fan base like that. And with guests, I just, you know what I'm saying, shoot out there. Hey, I see you doing music. You dope. You know what I'm saying? I would love to have you on the show. And after a while, people started fucking with it. And then it kind of became like a word of mouth thing from my, from guests on the show. So it's like sometimes I reach out, sometimes people reach out to me. But it became easier over time once people seen the product, you know. Absolutely. that's That's been the same thing. I can't ever say it was, like, hard getting guests, mm -hmm. but, like, there's definitely certain type of guests that you want for your show. For you know sure. what I'm saying? Not everybody a fit. Not everybody good for your audience. Mm -hmm. And, like, you got to – you. You got to work up that credibility For sure. where, like, people really want to, like, people know that you're making noise. Mm -hmm. They know you're not on no whole shit when you invite them on. Exactly. And it makes them want to, you know, they see your audience, see that you got a following, and they want to come in and sit in them For seats. Sure. And my joke is more of a conversation. I want to have, like, a, like, we chilling at the crib in the basement just talking shit. Like, I want to know about you. A lot of times when I grew up, when I grew, when I grew up watching interviews, I don't want to just know about the album you got to put out. I want to know what happened when you was coming up. How was your childhood? Things other than music. 
Because a lot of times you're selling yourself. There's a lot of artists that's trash, but you want to give them a second chance just because they had a dope-ass interview and it seemed like a dope-ass person. Sometimes, I I mean, I may not be interested in the music at all, but now I'm interested in you as a person. Exactly. And now I want to, all right, let me give them a shot. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, you need that sometimes. And sure. everybody got a Flavor of the Week podcast. You mm-hmm. feel me? And I quite, quite literally, I'm tired of hearing them. Mm-hmm. Like I hear them here all the time. Yeah. I hear them and in, in, out everywhere all the time. It's like nah, I want to have some interesting conversation. Hear some sure. interesting conversations, and now ah, oh, shit, I can relate to him because sure. such and such, such and such. Now I'm more interested. I like, think when you talk about like that flavor of the week shit, like people look at podcasts and like this the next big thing I can jump on. Mm-hmm. If I make it sound like this, yeah. I can make my I can make my shit blow up quick. Mm-hmm. But like the, the reason sixteen maybe. Huh? Maybe in 2016. Yeah. 2023? <laughs> was it? To your point, like, everybody got that shit. Yeah. Was there a certain interview that kind of, like, stamped y'all or, like, gave y'all some validation? Like, all right, I'm pretty dope at this. Was it a certain person or a certain individual? Man, for me, I can think of, like, a couple interviews. Mm-hmm. We interviewed the real Rick Ross. Okay. And that was, like, it was, it was legit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like... He came, fuck with us when we had, even though we didn't interview them, when we had Jay Prince here in the studio, mm-hmm. it was like, yo, Jay Prince behind the blue and the black. Like sure. That was like yesterday. Yeah. It just came up in my phone. Like, you know, it was I, like six years ago. Yeah, like, like, like four or five years ago yesterday. Cause it literally, you know, Apple remind you like it was there, like, yeah. which is crazy that we just burned that shit up. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, like, I feel like it was another one that was like, I'll be so one of the interviews that for me that just kicked shit off and it we started going on a run was we interviewed Pete mm-hmm. from um How You Clothing How You Clothing and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, he just had dope clothes, you know what I'm saying, online. And I just see Charlemagne rocking some of his shit. He do the Brilliant Idiots merch, you know what I'm saying? Handcrafted. He had like pillows with Cardis and shit like that. Mm. So we just were like, yo, that kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? We just reached out. And he started fucking with us. He listened to the pie. I'm like, yo, come on the show and shit. And um, we didn't know he was white when he first no got idea. there. Yeah, for sure. No idea. Yeah. Literally. But it was such a, like, we had a really genuine conversation. It was a dope. And that was like our first guest that we ain't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, for sure. that was the first guest we ain't know. And then right after that, we had like Nolan and Ninja. Yeah. Mm. Uh, then we had Detroit Charlie and that Detroit Charlie episode because of what he was talking about, who was on there. Like a lot of people tapped in the twins said they heard that episode. and was like, let me go fuck with them. See what they own. For sure. A lot of shit happened from that episode. And we met other, other people. And then based off that one, we met other people and other people. But like, when I think about like interviews that like, I really, really enjoyed and thought that was really dope. Mm-hmm. We had Anthony Adams in here. He was running for the mayor uh, of, the, of the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was just a really cool interview that we did. Because he was so down to earth and cool. And, like, he let us ask, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. See, like, and those are the things. When you interview somebody, you just hope that they, they're open. Just to talk, have a conversation. Like, not too, I'm not too tough to answer this or no too tough and, to answer that. And sometimes, like, when we, Jay and I will, will, like, engineer somebody else's session and we see, like, rappers come in here. Oh. And, like, these niggas, like, can I smoke? Like, nigga, you can't not be high for an hour and a half to just to talk. And, like, some of these niggas, like, I never say any names, but, like, they be socially awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, they be the character sure. that they are in the music. But, like, 
when they ain't got no weed and no lean in their system, they yeah. be like, or they got too much and they just like, yes, Damn. Yeah. yeah, like man, one of the interviews that I remember, man, it really like kind of like I was proud of was a uh, shout out to Coco from the radio station, man, mm -hmm. comedian Coco. Um, first off, to get like I'm having these people come to the hood, you know what I'm saying? We on the east side by the city airport, Ingleside, E Block. And just when I give them the address, I'm like, all right, shit, they gonna come. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm giving them the address. Like, we at the crib. You know what I'm saying? They come through, like, with her. It was a good conversation because you gotta think, I'm going to school listening to her with Foolish and Mr. Chase. She's a part of our life. What yeah. year did you graduate? I graduated 04. Okay. So, like, I'm on the way at Bustle Elementary School listening to, you know what I'm saying? Her on the radio. Now I got her right next to me, and we I'm asking her questions as the person, you know what I'm saying? It's so wild. One, Coco. Is amazing for sure. Like she's really super dude. She's super cool, super down to earth. She's never been on our, on our podcast, but she's been in the studio like three or four times. And I've been on a podcast with her mm -hmm. that I'd be sitting in on. Like she is, I don't know. It's, it's something like you don't. I just don't. I didn't expect her to be like so cool and yeah. down to earth. But then it's like, why would she be for sure? Being other, yeah, man. But you just never know. Sometimes you kind of be like timid or like a little afraid to meet people that you fuck with because you hope they not asshole. Man. <laughs> Like, you just hope that they don't disappoint this image that yeah, you got of them like, in your head. Like, damn, she or he is a dope-ass person. I know one interview that we did, like, I didn't know what to expect from this nigga when, when we did Skeechee Meechee. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's the homie. He and, was, and that was probably, like, one of the best interviews, what yeah. I feel is, like, one of the best interviews that I had. Because, like, Meech was adamant about coming on the show. Like, mm -hmm. he reached out to us, stayed on us. Was like looking for like specific dates. Like he was. No, for sure. For and sure. I wasn't as familiar with his music or didn't know what we was going to get into. But like, yo, he opened up so much. It Man, was just a solid was, ass interview. And I just like having those those th those deep thought, you know what I'm saying, conversations. Like you really think you're really talking. You're really showing people or giving people some game. Like I love those conversations. You know what I'm saying? Me and him, it was like, fuck the music. We just chopping it up. Yeah. Man. You know what I'm saying? My, my, nigga, my nigga Tony, uh, Tony, uh, damn. Yeah, Arkan or Akron, whatever, man. Shout out to you, though. I love you, Tony. <laughs> but he, we had a good conversation. We talking about adulthood and just the grown life and just the ground. Like, you can't forget about the music. Comic J. Will. Yeah. Uh, we had Zeke from New Era Detroit. I thought that was like a really solid interview, yeah. too. Man, one thing about that Skeeter interview um, conversation is like, we didn't get, we didn't record this portion and it wasn't on tape, but like after. The the pod was over. Like Dave led everybody in prayer. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And like it was four or five people in here. Mm. Everybody holding hands and like one. It was an amazing prayer. Mm. You feel me? But like the energy in the room shifted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was like a part of me was like, man, I wish I could have captured that. But another part was like, you know, this not even. It's the moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not. It's not for TV. Because so those are the days back in the day when you could just see something and just remember it. Yeah, you feel me? Everything I tell my wife, everything don't need to be captured on on camera on video. Some things you just want to remember. You feel me? Dog, I was at my nephew' birthday party. He was turning five, and I'm <laughs> oh, talking God. legit. There were like five, six year old kids with iPhones, like recording themselves doing the gritty and shit like that. I'm like, nigga, why don't y'all just play the moment and just enjoy like playing for sure. But like they they gotta. You know, they want to put it on TikTok. Is they want to do their little day, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, yeah, I'm a yeah, I'm older, mm -hmm. but like, yo, like, nigga, it's a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I'm I'm juiced up off a of Mountain Dew and pizza, <laughs> and I'm in urban air. Like, yeah. fuck my phone, like, nigga, yeah. I want to, you know, climb the wall. I want to do do all that other shit, and so, like, it's 
it wasn't just them at the party. Like it's a bunch of kids. Yeah. Like they they jumping in the ball pit. Like look <laughs> look at me. For sure, for sure, man. But, but no, like just enjoy that shit. Yeah, and on the skeechy shit, like it's conversation that I have, man. People don't even realize. Like I don't even talk about. It. Like sometimes those podcast interviews help me because I come in that motherfucker fucked up. Like life ain't going right, money low. But this conversation I had for an hour, hour and thirty, and it helped me out. People don't even know it. Like. I'll be on my way to the podcast sometime. Like, man, I, I got to get my mind right. Like, I got to get... But once I get going, have a good conversation, now I feel a little bit better about my day. Yeah. Th- that shit helped me because sometimes you need somebody to talk to. You need other than, your, you know what I'm saying, your family or your, your your wife or your girl, whatever. Like, once you had a conversation, you kind of like just let loose and just, you know what I'm saying? I'll be honest, at, at so many points, this has been like my release and my therapy. Like, For sure. you know, I went through some health challenges and like... You know, at one point, like just getting back into the studio was like a weight lifted off of my shoulders because like I legit taken Fridays for granted. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to just be doing this. And like it came to a point where like, nigga, I was potting from Sinai Grace because yeah. I was fucked up and in the hospital and shit. So, I mean, you know, it's it's been my solace. And, and I always joke about it. When we first started this shit, you know, Jay, Jay always been my man. So I'm thinking... I'm going to do my homeboy a solid for, for this sure. weekend. Mm-hmm. Not thinking it's going to turn into nothing. Yeah, for sure. You know, we just did one episode. I was like, all right, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll let it go. Mm-hmm. And then when, like, he called me the next week, like, hey, I got this idea for the next episode. We're going to have our homegirl Nina on. I was like, oh, this real. This, this a thing. Yeah. Then, then I look up three weeks, four weeks, a year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, typically we record on Fridays, but, like, this – Everybody like in my life know like Friday nights yeah, like I'm no at the studio. Me. Yeah, you know it's it's just it's just written in stone like this is what we gonna do. Man, it's 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 100 therapy uh, mm-hmm. for me. Um, I go back and listen to the the episode that we did the week after my mom passed. Yeah, and I listen to the episode and I can hear my voice cracking in some at some parts, but like I had to get some of that shit out. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because like where else I was going to get it out of. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And some of the thoughts or the feelings I have or just being able to, to, to kick it with your mans and shit and have a, a, a different point of view. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like we don't think the same, yeah. but like even if we disagree on a point on the pod, I go to crib like, yeah, but everybody don't think like me. For sure. So that, that's a valid opinion because it's a lot of niggas who think like that. So now I got to look at this shit differently. Man, well, you know my, what I'm saying? I ain't even have a show. My aunt been doing this shit for a minute. My mom passed away April 2nd, 2012, and he did a show, and I went on the show with him, and we recorded that same day, hours after my mom passed away. I'm like, fuck, we, hey, ain't no point in being home crying. Like, let's go ahead and just chop it up and shit, you know what I'm saying? So it, that shit definitely helped. It's definitely is a release, and it's definitely a therapy when you're going through some shit for real, for real. Well, how many episodes you've done so far? Um, Tomorrow will be 166. Okay. Episode 166, man. Uh, D Pound, uh, comedian, gonna come on tomorrow to talk about his uh, new movie about to come out called uh, Uncle Roommate. Ro- Uncle, Ro- yeah, Uncle Roommate or whatever. So he gonna come on there and chop it up and shit like that. That shit counts. So. Sound funny. Yeah, <laughs> like I thought, like it's your uncle, but he's probably yeah, roommate. With you and shit. Yeah, for, <laughs> sure. for sure. So yeah, one episode one sixty six, man. Shit, I'm, I'm surprised, bro. Like that, I tried to quit the first ten episodes. I was I was making excuses, calling like my head hurt, dog. Like I was trying to make a, a reason just to stop the shit because I didn't think it was gonna do nothing. I didn't think niggas was gonna really fuck with it. I had what ten Instagram followers, so <laughs> you post the shit, you ain't getting no likes. You in, ain't getting- in the beginning, it seemed like so desolate. I remember like we was getting 
30, 40 listens. Yeah. And I remember when we finally like hit a hundred, I was yeah. like, oh, like nigga, it's 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 finna turn up. But like it it's a slow grind. It's a slow grind. And I sure. tell anybody, like, if you looking for instant gratification, this ain't it. Uh, this ain't it. At all. And uh, you know what um what really like kind of made my day is when I heard uh the twins, SJ AJ, say my name on the podcast. Uh rest in peace to uh um Lux. He was on uh, both of our show. And I remember they they was talking to him like, yeah, we listen to Shia podcast, this, that, and the third. I'm like, damn, somebody listen to my shit, bro. Like that shit was exciting. Even though it was only one person who said my name, I'm up for record that shit. I posted like, you know what I'm saying? They, somebody know who who the fuck I am because you know those then, are brothers. We love them. Yeah. We love them niggas, SJ and AJ, and they the first niggas to do a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, they interviewed me, <laughs> had me come on. Like, damn, you want me to be a part of this shit? Like that was dope for me. Like that was exciting. I, I will always remember that. Like somebody. Reaching out, knowing who I am, who I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a different experience. What have been um some of the challenging things about podcasting? Uh, sometimes be on my crybaby shit, dog. Like just <laughs> just getting recognition. You feel me? Because we at the end of the day, we always want to win with whatever we do. Yeah. So it's like sometimes you know sometimes be my feelings, but I never I would never post it on Instagram. Like I hate crybaby ass niggas on Instagram. Like I'm not gonna do that shit. If I'm a hate, I'm gonna call him a hate and talk shit about people, but. It just the challenges of just re- having people recognize that you got a platform that's really talking about some shit. I feel like a lot of times people really, you know, saying they they love the clout chasing shit. They love it'd be a popularity kind yeah, of yeah, like like really deep dive and really take a listen and see that we have some dope conversations over here. Really fuck with it, like you know what I'm saying. So that's the only challenging part, just gaining that fan base. You know what I'm saying, gaining that love and really, you know, what I'm saying being respected with this podcast shit. Yeah, man, a lot of niggas they. <laughs> You know, I look at like certain awards and certain lists, <laughs> <laughs> and like I, that'd be my same reaction. Just sort of like chuckle, like, like who is what? these niggas? Who is these niggas? Yeah, who yeah. y'all know? Yeah, like, like your homeboy put this list together. Like you pay to get on this shit. Like, see, you know the the, the interesting thing about podcasting is don't nobody see your numbers. Mm-hmm. You don't know how good or bad this person is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you don't know if the social media following is real. If the social media following reflects how many streams you get, mm-hmm. does your YouTube restri- reflect how many streams or listens you get? Mm-hmm. And it's like, to how do you give awards when there is no measurement yeah. of success? Mm-hmm. It becomes a popularity contest. That's all it is. And it often surprises me. Like, I was, my daughter decided this year she's going to play lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> and I was at lacrosse practice today. And, like, somebody I went to high school with, I probably ain't seen in about a decade, she was like, yo, I be tuning in to the podcast. You be talking crazy. Mm-hmm. I've never asked her to listen. Mm-hmm. Again, I haven't seen her in, like, legit 10 years. For sure. So, like, I just happened to run into her, her daughter playing, my daughter playing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I be tapped into the podcast. And you never realize, like, the people that listen, the For people sure. that you touch. For sure. I done been, my son go to Wayne State, and I, and I mentioned it on, here on the show. Like, I was down picking up some cookies from Insomnia Cookie. Mm-hmm. One of the guys behind the counter was like, he just looked up while I'm giving my order. Yeah. He was like, you got a podcast, don't you? For sure. Like, he just recognized my voice. Yeah. And he was like, yo, I listen every week, and you just never know, like, exactly. who tuned in or what you're doing. And for me, that's, that's the gratification is mm-hmm. that, like, you know, people I probably wouldn't 
wouldn't expect. I probably walk past people on the streets mm-hmm. that I wouldn't think would even. And then text, I just walked past uh, Dave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, your man, Dave, your favorite podcaster, he, he at Taco Bell right now. I just seen him. You know what I'm saying? Niggas are talking about you in a text message that you have no idea about. Yeah. 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 And people, and I've had people approach me and like, like, nigga, I'm literally at Trader Joe's trying to pick up <laughs> some spinach dip. Yeah. And somebody are like, hey, man, I really fuck with your podcast. And it's like, yeah. like, nigga, you don't even look like the type of person yeah. I would think would listen, would to, listen to my podcast. <laughs> you the guilty pleasure. You feel me? Yeah. Man. He say nigga a lot, and I say it too. A lot that, of, that be it. Yeah, I'm trying to A lot of people want to be wild, yeah. and I can't. Or they can't. Mm-hmm. Well, let me listen to Dave. Yeah. Dame say, niggas hit me up, man, that nigga Dame say some wild ass shit, man. That nigga crazy as fuck. I'm like, yeah, he is, man. I thank you for tapping in and shit. You feel me? Yeah, for sure. I speak from the heart. I forgot I said that prayer after the... This. That shit was powerful. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm about, dog, one day I'm probably going to be a pastor. I don't see myself like in a pulpit, mm-hmm. but like in some form or like I'm going to have to touch the people. I mean, I think about that. And I'll just be like, you don't got to be no pastor or anything like that. But, like, if you get a caller, man, sometimes you got to lead some people to God. Yeah. And and whenever form of I don't fashion, know what it's going to look like, whatever but I feel form, like it's going to happen one day. Whatever form or fashion that is, if you got a calling to lead somebody and get them on a different wavelength or whatever, like, you got to you follow it. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. I feel like I always feel like I can do the church theatrics. You know what I'm saying? I can... <laughs> I can you know, I can get the party rocking now. Now my my under my knowledge of the word probably ain't like <laughs> strong, but like I can do the the you know I can do the hype man duties. Yeah, I can play sure. the right songs. I'm not about to do all that extra shit. I can talk though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll I'll talk. I'll say something impactful or say it in a way they'd be like, "Oh, I ain't really never thought about it that way." But I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do all that. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> I don't want to. You know how like sometimes you be in church and like the song really should only be like three minutes. Then oh. somebody starts yeah. stomping their foot hard as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and well, now, so, now 15 minutes later, everybody on the floor. What's so crazy? Like I might be in church. The song, I, this is one of my favorite songs. I just want to, I want to listen to it and enjoy it though. Yeah. Like I don't want to sing with everybody. Like I don't, sure. I don't want to sing. I want to enjoy. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I just, <laughs> this might sound crazy, but like legit, I feel like when I have a microphone in front of me, I really feel like I'm the lead singer in a band. I start to feel (laughs) that David Ruffin, like, in my spirit. I feel like Cisco. I feel like motherfucking KC. You know what I'm saying? Teddy, Teddy, he's the lead singer. Not, not. (laughs) Let me find another lead singer. (laughs) Teddy Pendergrass. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. Ralph Ralph Transvan. Yeah. Man, I always Bobby Brown was the leader of New Edition. No, but let me tell you Undisputed. something. Ralph Transvet don't get his just due, man. Because he could have said, fuck the group from the beginning. He They wanted to sign him as a solo act. And he the one who didn't thrive. You you understand Bobby Brown made the most money. BBD did the big things. Giant Gill was already big. But when Ralph came out with that with his shit, he didn't get that love like everybody else did. It was too late. He should have. He, he sacrificed for the team. He was LeBron. Like he was. He was. Not I'm not going that. I'm not going that far. Bad analogy. I'm not going that. But far. what I'm saying, he sacrificed himself. Like he could have had that solo deal off the rip, and he was like, "Fuck it, my boys. I'm eating with them." I always wonder, like, you know, I've heard Detroit urban legends about certain groups where, like, you know, artists be like, "No, nah, I just want to sign y'all two, and the rest of y'all niggas can mm-hmm. kick rocks." Yeah. Like, what most it, of it be? Because I honestly no, think my that, man's coming. 
Yeah, because I believe that Jeezy just wanted to sign payroll. Okay, I didn't want to say that, but that was who I was. <laughs> that's who I was thinking about, like payroll. And at one point, and I want to, I, I never wanted to sound like hate because the city is so small, and I'm gonna have, and I would have to hate to shoot one of you niggas. <laughs> but like, HBK at one point was like the destined to be a solo star for sure. And I just be thinking like, what made y'all? And I understand like it's y'all boys, like these these are my niggas. I grew up with them. But like, if I get signed as a solo artist, mm. I could probably reach back mm. and pull you niggas. Maybe. Oh. I could pull you niggas up. No. <laughs> yeah. In the history of niggas reaching back and pulling their mans up is Mace, Cameron, uh, Fat Joe. We not going to go that route again. Fat Joe pulled up Fat J- I mean, he pulled up Big Pun. Okay. Um, but, like, it's 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 a very short list. Yeah. It's a very no, no. short list. The list is long. It's just niggas being successful after the pull up. You know what? Though? But you didn't get pulled up if you're not up. And that's why I got respect. <laughs> you got pulled. <laughs> you know who I respect the most? That's he went. He went my top three rapper is uh, Tupac because the Outlaws was trash as hell. No. What? No. Oh my god, the Outlaws so ass. No. And if you got you was a real nigga to pull the Outlaws up and just keep them on every song. Like they fucked up a lot of like I just didn't like the outlaws and Tupac you were real rest in peace he was a real dude no you know I keeping the outlaws alive like I, I disagree but no he's a real nigga for sure for uh, sure but I disagree but I gotta give Fifty Cent credit mm-hmm. for Tony Ayo no for all them niggas for uh, hold the, on. the first G Unit album because that was Fifty Cent album for sure I for sold sure. eleven million records mm-hmm. on my first joint. And I'm gonna put out a group project and, and put go them platinum. on there. And then Lloyd Banks go platinum. Because to oh. me, Fifty Cent second album, I, I only like Get Rich or Die Trying. Duh, and I love you the first the massacre. Unit. I don't like the massacre. I love the massacre. Look at the massacre. Duh. I don't like the massacre. I'm supposed to die tonight. It's about four or five songs on there I can fuck with for sure. Okay, I, it's not like. It's like that's not like it's. It's ass. not get rich or die trying, but it's, it's about, a solid. I album. think it's like a nine solid songs on. Yeah, that. I don't like nine of them bitches. They, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say all that is ass or no shit like that, but I don't like nine of them bitches. Yeah. But like, I could have had two number one records. Yeah. G, like the first G Unit album was amazing. For sure. And I, I I did the hooks and all that other shit. Like the beats is there, the hooks is there. But that's what I'm saying. You can you can pull. Nelly did it with the Satan Lunatics. You he, can. He really I, I, fuck, I was fucking Murphy Lee. Murphy Lee was was close. Him and Ali, what the hook gonna they, be? They had their own little Bugetto. Yeah, that was a that's a certified hit. Yeah. So I mean, you you can do it, but like it's a short list. So if you think I'm about to be one of the, I'm about to be the exception and pull my mans in them up. It's a short list. Look, man, it, and look, did Murphy Lee make it? No, but <laughs> let's. What is making it though? Like, did he have? Did he drop? He has some solid features. Does he have to scramble to make? Not, I don't want to say that because I don't know what the man do. But like, am I straight for the rest of my life off the music I made? Mm. No, probably not. He probably got his. He probably got his life and shit together, but it's not coming from music. And that's why I hate the backlash that uh, that Eminem get for not pulling his people up because he pulled up his his people. He did. Who he was supposed to? D twelve. Ob twice. You know, what I'm saying those was his people. He pulled them up. And guess what? By him pulling them up, they can go ahead and outlet and pull their people up. Now, now I'm supposed to go grab niggas who's 20 years younger than me. Yeah, just like, they... I'm supposed to do a song with T Grizzly inside of baby. That shit don't make sense. I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. That that's not good. That's not good parent. I just feel like and and make and I'm just pointing a hypothetical. Let's just say a nigga like Ti wanted to sign payroll and HBK. Mm-hmm. Sign. Look, sign them two niggas to Grand Hustle. Y'all put while y'all working on y'all solo projects, 
Put two or three Doughboy Cash Out songs on there. Like, no. At least one. No, what I get Doughboy Clay to sing on something. But once I put some money and invest around you, no, everything that you put out got to be top high quality because I'm about to present you to the world. Keith and Chris can still rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, a lot of so, what's so funny is, I hate to say this shit, but a lot of them niggas was before their time. Mm-hmm. Because I feel you. that version of rap that we thought wasn't good bro. is the version of rap that's popular right I've been saying yeah. that shit forever, bro. You know what I'm saying? Niggas like, are striving off of that shit. Yeah. Nigga, in the real time, I did not like Blade Icewood and all them niggas shit. I thought that shit was weak. I, be I thought say that, but I don't want to. I get thought hurt. them niggas couldn't <laughs> rap. I used to rap I'm like no, the type of rap that we used to. We on some backpack lyrical miracle. Boom, boom, boom. Now when I listen to that shit, it don't even sound the same no more. Yeah. My yeah. ears have changed. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. this shit is dope. And I was hating before. Oh, yeah. Because I was in the same genre. I mean, I was... I'm a, I was a hater, too. You know what I'm saying? Music. But, yeah. but it but was before right. their time. But you're right, because I look at some Detroit rappers, and I'd be like, man, you know, them niggas would have been five years later. Yeah. That can shit would have... Can you think about what... What the Cheddar Boys and Rock Bottom would have been coming out like right right now? Man, Herc would have like this ten years ago. I still revere like Herc is one of the best lyricists in the city of For Detroit. Sure. Detroit, Cheddar bar, bar none. Yeah, but like legit, if Herc were to if Rock Bottom was to have that momentum and Herc was to drop Guilty as Charged or something of that level, still pre- present day. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, like I listen to that shit now and it's still bad. Yeah, and rock bottom shit. Them niggas could actually rap. No, for sure. It wasn't even like you know what's crazy. I didn't really started tapping into Detroit music until I, I did the podcast. The only person I was really fucking with was uh was Vezo and uh, Payroll. That was that was it. I I just started listening to like like Peasy and them niggas like that. Like I just started doing it just because I didn't want to get these niggas on a show and didn't know shit about them. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, hey, shit, kind of kind of straight. Like <laughs> it ain't bad. Like two million up is a hit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Vezo got hits. Yeah. I mean, and Vezo been doing it so long. I, I swear I thought Vezo was like Kim, damn near forty. Kim Kardashian and her daughter rapped to two million up on her Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You, that's that's the check. <laughs> you out there? That's the yeah. check for sure. Let me ask you with the podcast shit. Do you feel like somebody can really take off and? And make money and really thrive without having like that co-sign. Like you think about somebody like Wallow, he had Gilly. Gilly was kind of known. Joe Button and with Rory Maul, Joe Button was known. So of course he brought them up. Can somebody come out on the grind and just blow up off this shit? You feel? And the black, I know like white people probably ain't done it, but like black, like being black, like can you really like come up and just blow up and be one of those top tier? I think so. Because even with Tax Tone, Charlamagne kind of gave him that co-sign on his show. I think you can, but it's you got to be. You got to tap into, like, you got to be in your lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, whatever you on, you got to be on that shit hard and people got to fuck with it. Yeah, because, yeah, because I'm like, I'm, I'm just looking for him because Tastone was like the closest one, but he had that that stamp a little bit from Charlamagne. And then, you know what I'm saying? He was fucking with the whole shit went viral with the whole Joe Budden podcast that really wasn't a podcast. Yeah. It was like a five minute clip of them niggas arguing yeah, yeah, yeah. real quick. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be wondering, can somebody kind of like just take off without having that push behind them from a no a, a no name. I think it's possible, but like, I really do think I well, the answer is yes. But what's so wild about the internet is it's a nigga that you never heard of with 7 million with 7 million YouTube followers. Facts. Right now. Facts. That my you son. that you've never heard of. Yeah, my son who, put me on some shit. Or somebody who on Twitch or on stream that's like, "Yo, I'm getting 10 million streams or Twitches a year and you I you never heard of them." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, can somebody break into 
the quote unquote hip hop breakfast club wallow. You know, it's a very small square mm-hmm. that the 18 to 35 year olds who listen to certain shit look at. You know what I'm saying? Can you get inside of the quote unquote in crowd mm. for for young black folks without a cosign? Mm. You might have to do something wild. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, can you have a niche podcast and you have conversations and, and 100% yeah. you can. It's just that who is the audience? Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing about the internet is there are a bunch of superstars that you've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah, my brother, my, I mean, my son put me on this shit called uh, Through the Rock Wire. When he talking about sports shit, like, and they got million uh, uh, streams and all that junk, like, subs. I follow this one page. It's like this Asian dude. Well, he's a, he look Asian. He, he, white dude. <laughs> white dude and his old, his and his white father. Okay. Father got to be like 65, 70 years old. Mm-hmm. And they just listen to music together. Oh, that's the one he got teared up on uh, Dear Mama? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to look, watch a kid. At the time, he was like 17 or whatever. And he would just listen to old school hip hop songs and shit mm-hmm. for the first time and like react to them and guess, you know what I'm saying? And what's so funny is shit, he ended up saying that Biggie and Tupac was the greatest, mm-hmm. which is crazy yeah. because people be like, no, that shit was too old. But when you li- you literally watch somebody mm-hmm. hear songs for the first time and, and, then, and stamp it. And people in the comments are like, no, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this. And you know what I'm saying? Then people will pay money to have him listen to. For sure. Certain, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what if I just put that shit in audio format? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can have a pop record podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now. What Patreon and shit like that, and how everybody got their own communities. Oh man, you you can you. I, I think it's so much space for like organic talent, and I kind of look at like podcasts and like music. Mm. You know, somewhere out there, there's some young nigga in his room writing some shit. For sure, we ain't never heard it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But one day. He gonna find the right beat, the right song. He gonna put it out there, and this shit gonna Man. shit gonna take off. But he's seventeen, somewhere in Dallas right now yeah. in his bedroom, just got off of Best Buy, and but he writing some what's shit up? that we that's gonna change the Man, world. You know what's crazy? I think I was made for this shit and didn't know it because as a youngin, I remember watching like Arsenio Hall and just like being glued to the TV, listening to. I remember he had um, Muhammad Ali and and Sugar Ray Leonard and Mike Tyson on the, on the episode. Remember, was saying MC Hammer was my favorite rapper. I remember him being on there. Like I remember watching Farrakhan on Arsenio Hall, yeah. and like I couldn't move. Yeah, like I like Arsenio was an amazing host, but like the combination of Arsenio mm-hmm. and. It, Arsenio gave people the platform to be authentically them, and Arsenio just like he, as hell, man. and hearing Farrakhan talk like Farrakhan. Yeah. You ever watch Tupac on Arsenio? Hall? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you ever see him and I, uh, Vanilla Ice was on? Yeah, him? oh yeah, he made that yeah, shit. Yeah. He made that shit uncomfortable for sure. And I'm like, at the time, I'm like five, and I'm, I'm watching this stuff, like, and I'm intrigued. I remember I used to interview myself at the crib. Like, just, just be like, all right, one day somebody going to interview me and ask me questions. Like, I used to do that shit, like watching One System Park, watching different shit. Like, I remember watching Monique's show. Like, she was loud as fuck. He's going on BT at night. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, watching Rap City in the basement. Like, dog, this shit is dope. Like, they come in the basement. Like, they chilling. Dog, I would rush home so I could watch Rap City yeah. and watch Big Tigger, like, out-rap no. some of your favorite rappers in the basement. Man, this is... Um this is what I think is happening right now, and I think it's going to continue to happen. We're going to have a bunch of Tech Nines who podcasters. I, I wouldn't mind being that. Tech Nine <laughs> is not in that 
popular square of all the media. But I'm Nigga on, on Forbes every year. I'm on a Forbes list every year. I know what my... I'm Tyler Perry. Yeah. You feel me? For sure. Everybody do not like Tyler Perry movies. Mm-hmm. But he know his audience and he feed them what they want and I'm not worried about nobody outside of that box. Shit, E-40. I think when people start wanting everybody to like me... That's when you fucking up. Everybody not gonna like you. Yeah. Stick to your core audience. Don't do no shit. This is what everybody trying to do. I want a crossover. Mm-hmm. I want a new fan. Mm-hmm. Well, nigga, the old fans <laughs> want what the old shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then once you cross over, you bring all the white fans, all the everything, and now you start performing to keep them or bring in more, and you stop doing the thing that people started watching you for. For sure. And, you know, black culture run everything, right? Mm. Black culture, we be we, we popping and shit, and then white folks to see what's popping, they'll take it, mm. and they'll kind of pervert it. And then once you get over there, we see you now cool them on. We start fuck. We stop fucking with you. Yeah. And then once the culture stop fucking with you, the white folks don't want you because the culture not yeah, fucking yeah, with you. Yeah, you ain't cool no more. So why don't you just keep fucking with the culture? Yeah. So, yeah. You get too far out. I was like, eh, you're not cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, and because that's like drink champs. I like drink. I still fuck with drink drink champs, but I like when they first came. When it, before the, you know, what I'm saying before it blew up. Like I, I, I just love those conversations they had back then. I fuck I, with it now, but I I just missed that shit back. I then. like Drink Champs so much in the beginning, but like, yo, three hours in Nori oh. B Sauce Bottom. Tony Ayo episode was over five hours. Damn straight, couldn't, couldn't do it. Five hours, twenty minutes, couldn't do it. How do y'all feel about that shit he said with uh Ice Cube? Um, what well, my man said, Ice Cube was he's, a better rapper than Biggie. Uh, Biggie, love him to death. How many songs you? How many storytelling songs he got? Mm-hmm. Now, some of my favorite songs of all time is from him. Mm. Ice Cube, my nigga. Mm. You know I write movies, yeah. right? <laughs> no, for like, sure. Like, who a better storyteller? Yeah. Well, I, I I write movies. I write raps for myself. I write raps for NWA, Easy, like. Yeah. Ice Cube in your top five? Yeah. Okay. I love Cube. That was my favorite rapper growing up. Yeah. And I always, <laughs> I always say, like, nigga, the first time I listened to Straight Outta Compton, I thought Ice Cube was going to break in my house and kill us all. <laughs> Straight up, I thought Compton was hell on earth, and oh. I never wanted to go there. Yeah. I listened to that shit in my Walkman. I was like, I'm gonna get in trouble yeah. if somebody figure out I'm listening to this shit for sure. But like, you like legit death certificate, mm. shit like that, like changed my life as a young, like a young man. That's what I thought. Like that's what I thought rap was supposed to be like. It was aggressive, and it had like real message and content to it. Without seeing the video for today, was a, it was a good day. I can see it. You could, yeah, you could, yeah. You see a movie, you see a story. Like that, that kind of storytelling. Yeah, you feel me? Like it's it's wild. Um, I, sp- I spent years of my life wondering how Ice Cube got a triple double <laughs> playing pickup basketball. I was like, how did that shit happen? Steals, blocks, yeah. and points, nigga. Because <laughs> it's not assists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Steals, blocks, and points. It got to be steals and blocks. How? Because it can't be assists because then the game would be over quicker. Yeah. But I'm just, <laughs> you feel me? Because well, unless y'all go into 70. Like, like, <laughs> like I, I can't tell you how many arguments I get. Like, nigga, it's impossible. Because, like, nigga, when you think of a triple-double, like, not a pickup. If there is a, a thread I got to go find, but you go you go on the internet and find, they will tell you the very specific day that Ice Cube had a day was a good day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. My homeboy said they celebrate this shit at a bar. Like, they be doing that shit, serving 40 ounces and shit like that. Like, they that. went and found out when when the sun was a certain way, when the Lakers yeah. beat the Supersonics. Yeah. It was a year when pages had to be out, when there was a good... <laughs> like, they did everything. And, like... Uh, now, here's a question. Mm. 
When he said I was freaking brothers every way like MJ, is he talking about Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan? Because this is like the number one Lakers fan in the world. Damn. I don't want to disrespect. And then Magic Johnson is his favorite basketball player. Now Magic was fucking niggas. <laughs> I'm going to say what? It. Magic was fucking niggas. What? I said it. Duh. I said it. <laughs> you think him and Isaiah was fucking around? I'm not saying him and Isaiah. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying him and Isaiah. Oh, uh, he if, I'm if, not saying him and Isaiah. I've I've heard people tell accounts of like Magic having all type of niggas, all type of shit going on in the locker room. This is the '80s, cocaine, <laughs> L.A. See, he was cool, Arsenio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just All saying, right, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> I said it. I said it. And I stand on it, man. Hey, man. You does that mean he was? So when he said freaking, freaking brothers, brothers every way, like MJ, like Magic fucking Johnson. I said it. So he was talking about MJ or MJ, Magic, uh, Irvin Magic Johnson. <laughs> All right. Oh, this shit. is Dame that said that shit. I was about to say the views. <laughs> Irvin Magic Johnson. Man. Damn. Man, if people want to tap into your podcast, man, where they uh where would they find you at? Oh man, uh shout out to everybody underscore podcast, um, E Block Radio Podcast Network. You know what I'm saying? Shit, get with me, man. You know. How'd you come up with the name? Uh and what made you pick the name rather? Well, everybody would probably think, oh, Detroit versus everybody. That's just because I'm a paid nigga, dog. Like I just feel like <laughs> everything I do is me against you. Me against everybody. I said this on like previous episode, even with coaching. I don't have an assistant coach because I want to beat you by myself. Mm. I coach basketball. I don't want no assistant. When you lose to me, you lost to Rashad. That's it. That's it. That's all. You know what I'm saying? What age range is you coaching? Uh, middle school. So okay. you got, you know, 11, 12, 13. I help out with my um, I help out with my uh, my cousin AAU team. And I hate being an assistant coach like because I want to win by myself. <laughs> so <laughs> when, you coach some middle school dudes like – I beat you. Yeah, me. These the plays I put in. It's yep. the defense I run. I need no help at all. Just me. Like fuck an assistant. I am. I am everything. I'm a trainer. Come on, man. That's, <laughs> that can't be the best way to run it. It's, I got a championship from you. I've been doing some shit though. You know what I'm saying? You beat everybody. Yeah, by myself. You know what I'm saying? I got me a little. You know what I'm saying? Charlie championship in this boy. But no, it's just that. And then with the music, you know what I'm saying? I had no help. You feel me? I got my. I'm doing, my, I'm doing shit by myself. It's no team. It's just me. With the podcast shit, of course, I got a producer that's doing shit. But again, it's me. I, I like. I want to. I want to win on my own. I'm, I'm competitive. Even being a father, I'm. I'm in competition. People, I, I was a dad at 19, 20. Oh, you too young. All right, bet we'll see. And I, oh, you a good dad? Yeah, motherfucker, I know. <laughs> you know, I, I think I feel you on that one because, like, I became a father. I was twenty one. Okay. And like, I'll be honest, I didn't know shit about kids. I had never changed a diaper, mm-hmm. never held a child until I had my like my first time holding a child was holding my son yeah. for the very first time. Like, I didn't know shit about having a kid, and I and I was like, I can't fuck this up. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, for sure. And now, as a parent, you probably naturally think, like, I want to do what's best, but, like, yo, I was like, I'm already young. Mm-hmm. I got this young ass, like, my ex-wife at the time, she young as hell. Yeah, the eyes against her. 
people, I remember like showing people pictures of my son, like, so, so what you gonna do? Yeah. I'm like, nigga, what do you mean? I'm, I'm taking care of, like, <laughs> I sure. work every day and I'm taking care of him. What yeah. The, yeah, man. So it just, like, people just doubt you off the, sure. off the strength. For sure, man. I feel like a lot, a lot of times I've been doubting a lot of things I, you know what I'm saying, I have done and in life. And you know what I'm saying? So I always just take it as a, you know what I'm saying, a, a personal thing of mine and it's shy versus everybody. And at the end of the day, I'm gonna find a way to win. With or without you, and I, I love to do it by myself. Lovely. Right. Take Lovely. it. Lovely. <laughs> uh, music pick of the week. I dropped you a music pick. My music pick of the week is from Bazaar, along with Foulmouth, Fat Ray, and Piff James. is off the Bazaar's new project. He got a gun, too. The song is called Three Shooters. Ain't you going to work tonight? <laughs> hey, I, work, I, I do buy this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, that was that, that, how timely was that bar? I <laughs> let niggas die. That shit turned right. Fuck the bullshit. Sinai Grace saved a nigga's life. Man, Shout straight. Out to them. Swear to God, they probably Sinai Grace saved my life. They saved somebody's life every day. You feel me? They get such a bad. They get such a bad break. You know but where you, I'm never going? Cedar Sinai. <laughs> took out everybody who famous to go to see her side now. Don't Die. make it out. Die. Man, that's dope as hell. I'll, I'll be wanting to play music at the end or the beginning of my shit, but I never, don't know how to incorporate this shit. Like, this is my favorite song of the week or some shit. I'll be wanting to do that shit. Just man. do it. They send yeah. this copyright shit all the time, though. Yeah, I'm about to say, they going to fuck that shit if it's on YouTube or like. Oh, that, YouTube taking that shit off. Okay. So it just, but we like, just, we just gotta you get flagged on YouTube, and if it ain't like a whole bunch of them, they'll be like, you can. YouTube got some algorithm shit. It was like, the music start from here, here, just hit this button and it'll take it right out. For sure. I'll be playing my old shit like, damn, yeah, I used to rap. But like, we do our, uh, our our Royal Rumble episodes, like, it's 100 songs in the bitches. They like, no. Nigga, while, while I was still uploading it, I got 20. I mean, who, who, who the best wrestler ever? Wrestler? Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Heartbreak Kid. Sweet chin music, man. I know, I know what you're gonna do, and I, I don't. This is the reason that we got intros. Yeah, like that question is sure. the, we we did not have intros. It was what up, this your man Jay Johnson. Yeah. It was Dave. Yeah. That was the beginning of the pod, sure. and then he said that Rick Flair. Rick Flair is a better wrestler than Shawn Michaels, and I and I and I said, my nigga, you crazy. So the next week we started, and I said, I said something about. It sounded like halfway like an intro. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, this is what we doing? And then every week, yeah. it just, it changed and changed and changed. Sweet chin music, boy. He's a better wrestler, though. Yeah, man. 
Bret Hart's a better wrestler than Ric Flair. That's a that's a fairer conference. That's a fairer uh, comparison. In Brick, I just made a post yesterday saying, "Who the fuck was losing to a big boot and leg drop?" That was the weakest. A lot of niggas. I hate a lot of niggas. I mean, a foot to the faces. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I hate it. Drop that foot because he he, he, that really was fucked you up, and then he. Drop. The, the foot to the face is enough to take you down. The leg drop is enough to make sure now, you stay down. I will give you this. The finger four was a move in the hood. You put on somebody, you'll cry. That's a fact. <laughs> every, I did it. Every nigga yeah. in here has tried to put a nigga in a figure yes. four. And or a sharpshooter. Yeah. Or the Stinger. Because Sting yep. used to be my favorite wrestler for a long time. Y'all and, do know, y'all watch that shit that he was supposed to have been the third member because they didn't believe in Hulk Hogan switching over to the best up. Straight up. Sting, they had him on standby because they didn't even know that he was going to even come out uh, bash at the beach. They didn't think that Hulk Hogan was going to come out, so he had Sting on standby, just mm. in case. And I used to like the 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 bleach bond hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Sting, surfer dude, yeah. Surfer WC, Sting. WCW Sting. I want to ask y'all one more: Who is the the wrestler y'all like who really don't get that much love? Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect was cold. Oh, that don't get that much love, and then I fuck with. I kind of fuck with technical wrestlers, mm-hmm. and then. But I watch a lot of different wrestling. What's like, my man Dean? Uh, that's what I was going to say, Dean Malenko. Yeah, that nigga was the man. Oh, Dean Malenko was hard. He was or, the man. Or, or another nigga that I fuck with, like, he got name recognition. Arne but Anderson? I don't. Yeah, niggas don't, niggas don't understand like, how tough Double A was. Him and his brother. You know what I'm saying? Arne and Aaron. I got um, one, two, three kid, man. I can see that. Six. I followed the one, two, three kid, though. He went through a couple different. Uh, yeah, S Pop. Yeah. Six, I like, one, two, three kid. And then, um, uh, uh, Diamond Dash Page. Yeah, because it was one moment where that diamond cutter was like yeah. he he. It was the RKO. Yeah, it was the RK because that shit could happen out anywhere. of nowhere, yeah. anywhere. Yeah, For that sure. shit could happen out of nowhere. For sure, man. I grew up loving wrestling. Me too, like man. I was the hardcore champion. We got to go ahead and fight wherever. If you sleep at six in the morning, we got to scrap for it because that's the hardcore title. You know, I I told my. <laughs> so how old, how old is your oldest? My oldest is sixteen. Okay, boy. Yep. Has he ever tried to like? You know, smell himself, try and get tough with you. Just on some playful shit, not nothing serious. Okay, so once upon a time, my oldest, he's 20 now. About 13, 14, he thought, you know, the old man stepping a little slow, maybe I could maybe I could take him. Yeah. And I and I just had to tell him like my title is the hardcore title. <laughs> whenever now, whenever you think mm-hmm. you can get the best of me, if I'm taking a shit on the toilet and you think now is the time to like get the best of me, go ahead. But let me tell you something. When I get up and beat your ass and maybe push your face in the toilet, yeah. <laughs> first of all, you got your ass beat. Secondly, you homeless immediately. Yeah, for sure. Immediately. Yeah. But my title on the line 24 hours. No, for sure. Whenever you think you can take it from me, go ahead. Man, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Because boys are trying you. Shout out to the real wrestling fans, man. Um, for sure. Um, I don't got a whose man's is this this week. Um, so I'm not going to make one up. Okay. Um, but we can go to the bitty beat. All right. So shout out to end of every podcast. We let our guests go first. Give people your socials, where they can find you, where they can find the show, and tap in and get to know a little bit more about you and your platform. Man, let's go ahead, uh, Shaw versus everybody underscore podcast. Um, if you want to talk to me on Facebook, you know what I'm saying, get to my personal life. Rashad Sterling, that's my government name. You know what I'm saying? I don't got no felony, so I can give you all that. Um, go on YouTube and search Shavers, everybody. Um, E-Block Podcast, E-Block Radio Podcast Network. Go ahead and check out the Wake and Bake Show with the homie Q. 
uh, Monk Money Angry Man. You know what I'm saying? Tap into the team, man. Get with us. That's what's up. It's your man Dame, three underscores, 313 on threads, on TikTok, <laughs> on Instagram. I don't know if I'm ever going to get my Twitter back. Probably not. Uh, but shit, if you know me, you know how to get at me. If you at me, talk to me. I talk the fuck back. When you see the blue and the black, it's a staple. You know where the fuck you at. It's Shop Talk Podcast, bitch. And yo, tap into the newest episode of Dame After Dark. Shout out to my vet, to my guest, uh, Slick Mix a lot. I almost left that first part in the pot. I know she would have, <laughs> she would have been upset. <laughs> uh, Somebody said like me and her need to do a pot on a regular, and I was like, it was good to see her. It was good. It might work out, or maybe not. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that, that's how you get. That's how you. That's how you jump up. You gotta have. You gotta have. It might work, or maybe it won't. Yeah, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, shout out to Shy Band for coming through. Shy versus Absolutely. everybody. If you uh, follow him on Instagram, tap into the YouTube. When you jump over there to YouTube, tell him Shop Talk sent you. You know what I'm saying? Jump in this comment. Show some love. Like and subscribe. All that shit, man. All that shit. No, everybody said that shit under their videos. Man, that shit really, really helped. Yeah. Don't just watch that shit without hitting like. You didn't watch 27 minutes of it. Hit the like button. Subscribe. You feel me? For sure. That's what you got to do. Listen, man, 378 episodes in a row because we love you. Uh, shout out to June. June has a, um, an art show uh, this coming Friday. Well, when y'all hear this shit, it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, but uh, we going down there to Flint tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we're going to do what we do. We're going to class me? Flint up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Got to bring some West Side flavor down there to Flint. You feel me? I'm getting off work. I'm driving down there. I don't wonder how far. I know Flint is an hour away, but I'm coming from a little further than I normally come from. No, you come, if you're coming from your job, it's just it's, it's short. Oh, that's what's up. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, we're going to be out there. Listen, when you see the blue or the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay Day. Hell yeah. Peace.